the show. Football show. We're doing football with Football Man One. Oh, I'm Football Man One? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. And Football Man Two. I'm number two. Woo! Woo! And I'm dead. You're dead this week? Uh, this week? I'm dead. All right. <laughs> Matt- Welcome to Football After Dark, where I'm dead. Why are you dead? I'm dead. Today we're going to rank all the coaches. Well, we're, we're going to grade them. them. We're going to give them grades. We're going to give them grades. We talk massive shit. Hope y'all are ready for that. <laughs> Before <laughs> we get into that shit. Yeah. Let's talk about some football games. Oh yeah, we're talking about some football games. I want to I want to top this show off. I want to start this bitch off by talking about Drew Brees. Let's let's talk about Drew Brees. Not just Drew Brees, but me right now. I'm I'm top two in that game. <laughs> <laughs> if we were talking about Drew Brees, he be he's in the top two, and he's not number two. Ooh, this year, all time, all time, number all. one, all time, all time. Shit, stats wouldn't be too Dude. wouldn't disagree too much with you. My cat is going. I'm off. I'm not gonna. I mean, I'm not gonna agree. But I do think he needs to be higher than where everybody else is putting him. I think... Because <sighs> a lot of people are still kind of putting him below, like, people like Favre and people like Peyton and people like... First of all, if, if you know anything about me and you know this show, there was no one more... Outside of Corey, there was nobody more thrilled to watch Peyton's records get broken than me. Because I... Loathe Peyton Manning. So what's the only thing that the Breeze hasn't taught Peyton? Super Bowls? Um, well, that. Um, Breeze has... Um, obviously, Breeze has a lot more sub-500 slash losing seasons than Peyton does. Peyton okay. had that one bad rookie season, but then after that, he was, like, pretty good. Like, he was basically, like, Peyton from that point forward. Um... And I think that's a big reason why Breeze gets held back because Breeze didn't have a rough like rookie season. Breeze had a rough like first four years. Like the first year in San Diego, he was not very good. And then in the second year, he he won comeback. Did you win? Yeah. You're you're a motherfucker. <laughs> I hate you. Corey's playing the auto chess thing in Hearthstone that I have never won in, despite like being like really far ahead late in the game and he had one HP and he ended up the entire game yeah he had one HP the entire game the round I lost every round went down to one HP didn't lose a round it was well there was a team that did that not too long ago in football that they lost like all these games to start the year and then they oh the Saints did (laughs) they went went 0-3 and then went 13 yeah after that Um, but yeah like I think that's part of part of the thing (laughs) not the only thing it's it's part of the reason why I think Breeze gets held back in a lot of people's eyes because Breeze had not the conventional start where he was bad in San Diego, then he came back second year, one comeback player of the year. Not because he was injured, because he was just bad and not playing well. And then got injured, got replaced, got sent to New Orleans. And obviously from that point, he's been really good. It's history. Yeah, from that point, it's history. 
I just think that the back and f- it, it basically boils down to, which is the argument that always ends up happening when you're trying to rate all time quarterbacks is how much do you weigh winning, and how much do you weigh just individual performances? Oh, I don't. Let's not at all. Oh, I mean, because guess what? Winning's not a quarterback stat; it's a team stat, and you can attribute you can attribute whatever you want to to quarterbacks, whatever you fucking want. But there are too many factors. There's already a lot of factors that, that incorporate into quarterback stats that could be difficult to manage sometimes. There are so many reasons why you can lose a football game and it not be the quarterback's fault. The thing tracking ab- it as a stat for a quarterback is it's, asinine. It's not about it's, it's not about tracking it for a stat. It's it is. It, it's it's it feels that way, but it's more so about like when you unfortunately when you put Breeze in a situation where it's like, okay, like let's think about not just his numbers, but his success and his ability to win big games. And you look at the fact that he had a lot of years where he didn't even make the playoffs. Yeah. While that may not be his fault, it's still part of... I think Will Kane says... And I don't necessarily agree with what he said, but it's kind of explaining why some people feel this way about Breeze. And it's that how many losing seasons... Like, name, like... Leave Breeze out for a second. And, like, run down the list of, like, all of the great quarterbacks that we've ever had. He's like... And count their losing seasons. Yeah, you can count them on one hand. And, like, count... Yeah, and count their, like, eight and eight seasons. He's like, Breeze has a lot. Like, Breeze has way more Mm -hmm. than any of them do. I think his case is very unique. His case is very unique. Mm -hmm. And I think that it's an unfair thing that happens with Breeze. New Orleans has just, like, recently actually become a successful team. This I is, mean, they won a Super Bowl in 2009. Yeah, well, yeah, and it's been since then. That That's only been a decade. It's actually been 10 years. Yeah. Yeah. Since, and, like, you have to think all of the years before that. And a lot of that the is... The Saints and, were the Aints. They were yeah. the laughing stuff. And this was another thing that I think people don't realize, is that Breeze almost has, like, I think this is another big thing is why I feel like Corey really likes him a lot. because Breeze is like... It's almost kind of unfortunate the era that Breeze played in. Because Breeze ended up playing with, for the most of his career, Peyton and Brady. And the problem is that every single season, the AFC would end with Peyton and Brady. Every single year. Either they were both in the conference title like in the in the two divisional rounds or they were both in the conference championship or one of them was in the conference championship and you constantly had the image of Peyton and Brady getting far in the playoffs where Breeze like very rarely has recently he has obviously the last like 3 years they've made the playoffs last two seasons and they've at least won a game at least a couple times right yeah but it's not necessarily Breeze's fault that he plays in a conference that's sent 12 of its 16 teams to the Super Bowl in the last 20 years. Yeah. Like, that's not Breeze's fault. Like, literally, there are only four teams in the NFC that have not been in the Super Bowl since the year 2000. 12 different teams. The entire NFC South has made it. Yeah. The entire NFC West has made it. Like, a couple teams in, in that 12 have made it multiple times, but very few of them, you know? So, 
in a way, it's almost kind of like it was like the perfect everything that's happened to Drew Brees' career since he got to New Orleans was like the perfect storm of him not being respected and looked at in the same light as Brady and Manning. What uh, what year did Peyton Manning go to the Broncos? Is that twenty thirteen? It was twenty thirteen. Yeah. Okay, so. Drew Brees since going to New Orleans. Was what year was that? 2006. 2006. Okay. He's, if we're going to talk about winning, he's mm-hmm. won the division six times. Yeah. Peyton Manning did it seven times with the Colts. Yeah. And then obviously Tom Brady's done it pretty much every year except 2010. Yeah. Tom Brady did it like basically every year. But so. But that's the but that's the thing. Like Peyton only won, and that's again that's my. We're getting into Peyton talk, and I don't want to make this about Peyton Manning, because I could make it about Peyton Manning and how my how I look at his place in history. But Peyton also won the division every year he was in Denver, so it kind of like misconstrued, like mis mm-hmm. like like skews it a little bit. Um, I'm all for saying that like Peyton should not be like Peyton's years in Indy being compared to Breeze's early years in New Orleans, it's way more even than people think. Because Peyton won a Super Bowl against the Bears. Yeah. Breeze won a Super Bowl against, against Peyton. Peyton. Beat him in the Super Bowl. Yeah, that was that was that was a good beat. And then the the next time Peyton went, he was in Denver, he got absolutely shellacked by the Seahawks. That was the worst Super Bowl. That was my favorite Super Bowl. 43 to 8. 43 to 8. So funny. Well, yeah, because you just watched Peyton Oh, Manning my God. That was his record-setting year where he yeah. threw for 5,500 yards and, and 55 touchdowns after killed. after throwing the ball to Demarius Thomas and Eric Decker on screen passes and slants all year long. Um, I hate Peyton Manning so much, I tracked his yards after catch stat just to prove a point. I think you should. Like, I'm not... That's how much I dis- have a disdain for Peyton Manning. But anyway, Drew Brees... If he's not, like, in your top five, I can understand why he's not going to be ahead of other people in certain people's minds. But if he's not in your top five by this point, where Nick Wright brought up an interesting point, even though Nick Wright was kind of like, Drew Brees has at no point in his career has ever been the best, whereas Brady has had stretches where he's the best, and Peyton's had stretches where he's the best. And Rodgers has had stretches where he's the best. He kind of said that Pey- Breeze has never had that. Breeze has always been like the second best or the third best. And, I mean, I guess, I guess that makes sense. But at the same time, like, he kind of brought up the point of when Peyton Manning threw his 539th uh, touchdown. He It was a year where he was benched. Is a year where he was awful. Is a year where he could barely... Complete a pass 15 yards down the field. Mm. When Tom Brady ultimately throws his 540th touchdown some point in the next two weeks, he is a 42-year-old quarterback who is losing a lot of steam, can't play as well as he can't as, as he used to. Breeze looks normal. Like, Breeze looks not aged at all. Like, Breeze looks just as good. And maybe it was the eight games he missed. Who knows? Maybe that was, in a weird way, kind of like a good thing. Um, but he looked amazing in that game. 
when he threw those four touchdowns to set the record, to tie the record, set the record, and then break the record. Um, I personally think Drew Brees, at the very least, needs to be number three, at the very least. Most, I, in my mind, he's two. Because I, it's just, when you look at what he's done with what he's dealt with, because that's kind of one of my Trump things with Brady, too, is that Brady's never had, like, the talent that Peyton Manning had. He didn't have the arm, ta- the God-given talent that Aaron did. He didn't play, you know, in a, I don't know, like, he, he went to a, a team that didn't have a documented history of, like, greatness and stuff like that. The Patriots were kind of like, meh, you know? Like, they were like, ugh, they were okay, you know? So... I think Breeze and Brady both have that going for them. The problem is, is that Brady just happens to have played with the greatest coach ever and has dominated his conference, which for the most part has been worse than the NFC. Yeah. And again, that's not Brady's fault. That's not on Brady. No. Like, Brady still has to go to the Super Bowl and win. Yeah. Which he has six times. And just like it's not Breeze's fault that his division, that his conference has been really good. And it's hard to get into the conference championship game in the NFC. It's real hard because a lot of teams are really good. Yeah, yeah. every round every round of the playoffs. Is, like, look at it this year. It's hard to get in oh even to, like, win the division with yeah. with in the a- NFC South. Oh, look, like, look four teams fighting for first place in the yeah. NFC right now. Right. Look at, look at, like, what Drew Breeze has had to play against every year. Compared to what Tom Brady's got to play against the past five years, yeah, I think up until the one year where the the this past year where the Saints won it twice in a row, since the um, what's it called? Since the reshuffling of the divisions, that there hadn't been a single team in the NFC South to win that division in back to back years. But and that's the thing. A lot of people look at that and be like, "Oh, well, if Breeze is the best, then why wasn't he constantly winning his division?" I'm like, "Because his division was hard." Yeah, it's not like Brady's division. It was division. hard, man. It's not like, like like Brady's division has been like three piss poor teams for a very long time. Well, each well here's the thing. Like in the in the AFC East, they've each kind of had their little like 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 peaks right like the Jets had that one little stretch with Sanchez and Rex Ryan where they were good right Mm -hmm. like a 10 and 6 11 they beat the Patriots in the playoffs yeah right you had that one or two years where Miami was good and Miami was making the playoffs um the Bills have not been that outside of this year yeah they made it there's been little like blips of like oh the Jets are good for like two years or like oh the Miami's good for like two years right Whereas the Saints are dealing with Arizona, Carolina, and Tampa, who Tampa's been bad for... Atlanta. Atlanta, yeah. Atlanta, Tampa, and Carolina. Tampa's been bad for, like, a long time. Mm -hmm. Since Since Gruden left, they won the Super Bowl. Yeah, since they won the Super Bowl. Yeah, since Gruden left. But there's been, like... Carolina went to a Super Bowl against Tom Brady. Yeah. Like, Atlanta also went to a Super Bowl against Tom Brady. God, that's so weird. No. Uh, Carolina went against Peyton Manning. No, yeah. they didn't. Well, no, well, Carolina. Okay, well, I mean, Carolina went twice. Yeah, Carolina went once against Brady with uh, who was the quarterback? Delholm was the quarterback. I think I don't remember who it was. I know John Fox was the coach. Uh, but and then they went again 
when Cam was there, but I know like this is like your team and your guy, and I'm taking up a lot of the space talking about it. But like, no, like I I don't I don't know anything that I could say about Drew Brees other that I haven't said already since we started this podcast. Like he's if it wasn't for the time frame that he was in the NFL, I think he would be considered one of the greatest of all time. I think, like, so I think he would. Like, but it's he's had to go up against like the fucking spectacular like arm talent of Aaron Rodgers. He's had to go up against the, you know, the offensive mind of Peyton Manning. He's had to go up against the winning seasons of Tom Brady. And even in his own division, he had to go up against like the athletic freak of Cam Newton mm-hmm. and like a lesser but still respectable quarterback in Matt Ryan that's going to give you like two competitive games every single year. Right. So, and then plus he had the whole, you know, debacle with, um, Oh, Oh God. I'm my Greg Williams and bounty gate. Yeah. That gutted his team. Right. Mm-hmm. Cause Peyton got fired and a bunch of the staff got fired and a bunch of people quit and left and retired and everything like breeze had to deal with that too. So, I definitely think uh, the the movement of well, it's not a movement, but it was brought up that uh, if the NFL, because you know how like Jerry West is the logo for the NBA, if there was ever going to be a logo for the NFL, it should be Drew Brees, because like yeah, he's not the like Jerry West isn't the most winning player ever, but he most at the time like I thought it was Larry Bird. It was Jerry. It's Jerry West. Okay. Um. Jerry West, like, for some reason, back when they were trying to figure out who was going to be the logo, like, best, like, symbolized, like, what the NBA was about. Because he was, like, a small, like, not very athletic point guard who just beat people with his brain and his passing and his ability to score when he needed to. But, like, which is... It's a Drew Brees. Like, he's five foot eleven. He's He's got to stand up. He's got to tilt his head up to see over offensive linemen. And yeah. yeah, and he's one of the greatest to ever do it. He is. Michael Thomas only needs ten passes. Oh my god! To tie in the next two games. Bless Michael which Thomas is for for three, grabbing me and dragging my ass into the which semifinals. Is three quarters of football for him. Yep, it is. <laughs> we have nine catches in the first half on Monday. Yeah, was it nine? Yeah, I should know because I had him in fantasy. Yeah, I went and looked at my, my championship game. I needed him to get eighteen points. So I could beat our friend Tobin. Yeah, he had it in the first quarter. <laughs> yeah, he had it. Yeah. It was like, what the fuck? <laughs> I, uh, you know, he, Drew Brees, like, since my mom's been around me so much, like, my love for the Saints and everything's like kind of like rubbed off on her. She doesn't, it's not like she watches the games or anything, but she, she knows who Drew Brees is. And she's she, like, it's, if you asked her who's your favorite football player, she would say Drew Brees probably. Okay. Uh, like she was like he's just that kind of like person like even if like you don't like follow football like closely or anything you know you always have those players that kind of stick out on your teams that you know mm-hmm. like i'm sure people know ben roethlisberger people know aaron Rodgers. Right. if if you're around that area you know and like we're not from around that louisiana obviously but she's like she just just because of the person he is, like she's, she's still like whenever I bring him up, he like still brings up like when he won the Super Bowl and he had his son. You know, like she like she loves that image in her head. It's like one of her favorite images. And like outside of just like his 
talent as a football player and everything like he's such a great person and i can't like express how happy i am like all this is happening for him and mm, you know absolutely. he he goes he would he said the other night he you know i would trade all of this just for another super bowl ring yeah and then like it kind of puts all that stuff into perspective though right like it, it shows you how much how he he knows yeah because you're how, what it would what it would mean to like his legacy if he could just if, one more. if he could just get one more and i was thinking about that the other day too is like you know you can get these records and set these records and everything like somebody's gonna break them eventually nobody can ever take that super bowl win away away right. from you though but somebody's gonna break your record yeah. your, uh, fucking mahomes is probably gonna do it in like four years yeah yeah i was gonna say that like mahomes is when you really think about it like if you look down the list like okay like Breeze is setting all these records. Who's the guy down the list that? And you're like, it's got to be Pat, right? Like, yeah. Pat's gonna be the one that is constantly throwing for over four thousand yards and over forty touchdowns every single year. So, if he yeah. lasts that long, and you so. like just you hope he does. Yeah, I like hope he does. there's, you know, there's a part of me where like I hope like Drew Breeze's records never get broken, but like I would know there has to be like some kind of like spectacular like circumstance for that not to happen right did you know that all-time career passing touchdowns does not include postseason yeah that strikes me as odd yeah I, well it doesn't include preseason either i get yeah. but yeah but the postseason's like i get why they keep it separate because you're not guaranteed postseason right you're because you can you're basically giving somebody like four extra games a year yeah I, I get why it's not included. It just struck me as strange that like it doesn't count because if if, if they did count Brady would have if it. we have, Brady's got like seventy more than Drew Brees right he's got six hundred and ten. I wonder how many postseason touchdowns Drew Brees has. He has five hundred. It's in the five hundred and sixties, five hundred and seventies. It's like forty more. He's but Brady has six hundred and ten. <laughs> when you count when you count postseason it's like stupid it's like a stupid number he spends he's got like what how many postseason games played like way too many over 30 yeah like what the fuck gonna hold another couple well, what's crazy about it is else. that he never plays in the first round that's the crazy part yeah. is that he he only gets he technically three, three shots he doesn't get the extra game which is insane that he's still thrown for that many in well I mean I guess it's not crazy because you're playing sense. against the best. You're gonna have to score points. Yeah, unless playing. if you're playing against the Rams. Which, yeah. speaking of the Rams, oh man, oh, just what the doctor ordered for the Cowboys—a <laughs> good old Todd Gurley, ouch, ooh, Coach Mani game, where he only gets 22 yards on what 12 carries, and. What an oof! What a what an oof! He can't put back. He can't put back to back good games together. I'm so glad that I was never in a position to be able to draft Todd Gurley in the second round this year because I, I, I was, was twice. I I was I was I, I told myself if he's ever there in the second round, take him. Dude, I took him in minor, and it dude it just I it destroyed me. Like, I remember in the league that I'm doing really well in, the league that I'm 11-1, and one, I'm in the championship game against my brother, and I'm up by 30. I went into the Monday night game down 20. I'm up 30 because of Drew Brees and Michael Thomas. 
Yep. Um, and he had Alvin Kamara too, and he was super pissed off about it. Yeah, but Breeze and Kamara dropped like thirty each. It was fucked up. Out, my, you mean uh, Thomas? Thomas, yeah. Yeah, they each dropped over thirty, over almost thirty-five. God. But uh, yeah, it's crazy. My uh, my parents got me a Michael Thomas jersey for Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not. Fuck yeah. I, I'm. I hope he doesn't break the record this week. Mm-hmm. Because I won't have it until Wait, I after. Have to. <laughs> you want to, you want him to get like one catch away. You yeah. want him to like tie it against Tennessee, right? And then break it against uh, what Tampa? Is it Tampa or Carolina? It's Carolina. It's Carolina. Yeah, they're dumb. Tampa. They two of those motherfuckers. Yeah. yeah. So, oh, but yeah, like it's I, gonna be like. But I know if he like ties it this game, they're gonna try to force it to him in case there's a chance that they could just have him sit for that last game and rest. Well, yeah, we don't know the results. Right. So, But everybody else would have to lose, though, right? Something like that. I don't know. It's no, think, it's so... No, I think NFC's everybody has to play. Oh, the NFC is so ass-backwards right no, if, now. If I remember correctly, everybody has to play. Like, literally everybody. It doesn't matter. Unless... Because everybody's like... I mean, think about tiebreakers. Who has, like... Seattle and San Francisco guarantee have to play, which I think that means that New Orleans... Has to play. It means the Packers do too. Right, because New Orleans beat Seattle but lost to San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Right. So, like, regardless of what happens, I think week 16, Saint, the Saints have to play week yeah, 17. Yeah, the Packers also uh, lost to San Francisco, so they have to. Oh. Yeah, everybody has to play. And they hope San Francisco loses. Everybody's Everyone basically in the entire NFC is rooting for San Francisco to lose. Basically everybody, which they might. I mean, and, and God, the Packers have such a fucking hard ass game. Ahead. What do what game? What games do the 49ers have left? They got to play the Rams. Yeah, and then at the end of the year, they play Seattle. So, and the winner will likely take the 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 West. Yeah. So that that's gonna be a game. Yeah, that's gonna be the game to watch. If that's not already flexed to the night game, it will be. It'll be the night game. It had. It's the one with the biggest implications. Yeah, it's going to be. Yeah. But oh yeah, but the uh, speaking of the 49ers, they play the Rams this week. But the Rams, I the only the like league that I'm doing good in. This one kid that was in it, he took Todd Gurley in the second, but he wasn't. He was like skyping in his picks. He's like, oh, I'm gonna take Todd Gurley, and I like looked. Over, I was like, you know, he's got arthritis, right? And he's like, what? I'm like, you know, he's got arthritis, right? He's a like, so what? I want him. I'm like, okay. Uh. I'm just telling you he has arthritis. And then he ended up being the worst team in the league this year, and he nicknamed his team. He's like, my team has arthritis. I'm like, I tried to... T- you Before the sticker was put on the board, I told you, he has arthritis. So now, like, what do you do What do you do with Todd Gurley next year in fantasy? I don't know. He's around that where Sony Michelle was this year, fifth round, sixth round. Oh, my God. Pick. That's, like, mind-boggling. That's crazy to me. Wow, he was the he was the uni- like he was like the two years ago he was the surefire unanimous first overall pick. He went first in damn near every league. Now he's fifth in the fifth round. <sighs> do you want to talk about the Packers? I do. And how they like? The are you looked very okay? Are you in Chicago and how that? <laughs> Oh my god, that like last play Hail Mary lateral shit that the Chicago Bears did that 
got four yards away from the end zone. Like, he literally just had a lateral at Allen Robinson that was behind him. Like, it was literally one toss away. I'm not surprised. Uh, The Packers are exactly what I told you they're going to be. Are you you and Shively doing, like, the the Krebs, like... Yeah. No, I still love this team. It's just, like... For... For all you audio listeners out there, my, the reference I just made is in our fantasy league. The number one seed from number two seed, I guess this year, one of the best the best team in our fantasy league, every year would text the person, congrats on the win, and then he would win that game. He was just so like pessimistic mm-hmm. every game that it would just like voodoo into a win. Yeah. I don't think I'm doing that with the Packers. I'm not doing the the Tobin. I just uh, I really think that I yeah I can very clearly see what this team is, and they're they're winning all these games. But you can you can just watch them play and you can see that they're not they're not the Niners. They're not the Saints. They're not the Seahawks. They are a tier underneath them. But despite having the same, but despite having the same exact record, it's, it's like the Steelers. Where they look like, you look at everything about them and they should be, but they're not. You're talking about how they used to be? Yeah. Yeah, it's not how they are now. No, 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 I'm talking about, like, <laughs> during the three Bs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the same team. I had a crazy thought of, like, if the Steelers, like, got to the playoffs and made it far, would, like, Le'Veon and AB be like, shit, man, I'm gonna go back and try to go back. And the Steelers would just be like, nope. Yep. Sorry. <laughs> Like, would that happen? But I don't know. No, I, I... The thing about the Packers is... God, the NFC is, like, super weird this year. Because any conference that got to, that got to play the NFC East this year... Man, your record is... Your record is, is soft. Yeah. Like, your record is fool's gold. If you got to play the NFC East, you got some cake wins like you basically oh you mean like the new england patriots yeah no seriously and the packers yeah like the packers beat dallas who first do any of us give a shit about philly and dallas absolutely not none of us care i wasn't even gonna talk about it okay because the only thing i I care about talking about is jason garrett's job and we're gonna get there okay we're gonna get there uh but like they beat dallas okay they didn't beat philly but that was when Philly started, when Philly actually had, like, an offense right. that was had pieces in it. That wasn't Greg Ward Jr. and Zach Ertz catching 12 passes because there's literally nobody else to catch passes. But Washington stinks. Yeah. Dwayne Haskins is over in the crowd taking selfies. And the Giants suck. So, like, if you played the NFC East... At least three free wins. Congratulations, AFC East, and which is funny because the AFC East is also bad, outside yep. of um, Buffalo and New England. Mm-hmm. So, and I think uh, Buffalo also lost to Philly, but beat Washington, New York, yes. and mm-hmm. did they beat New York? Who Buffalo? Did Buffalo lose to the Giants? No, they 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 sent out that tweet afterwards. Real Kings of New York or something like that. Oh, that's that. right. Yeah, they they sent out the real yeah yeah real Kings, which they're not. But I mean, market wise, they're not. But Mar- no, market wise, right now they're the three they're New the York teams of West New York. They're the three New York teams are the best one. Yeah, it's been that way. Not next year when we have a fully non mono Sam Darnold. Woo! 
I don't believe it. I do. I'm all they, in. They got to get some. No, I'm done with. You're them. all I'm... in on the. You're all in on the Jets next you, year. You haven't even started with them. How do you mean you're done with them? I, mean, I started with them. No, you didn't. I had the Jets getting six wins. <laughs> yeah, you didn't even start yeah, with. You had the Jets going six and ten. Right, because. And. I don't know what it is with them, man. They're not going to do it. They have to really. Uh... Adam Gase is their head coach. He sucks. He and they're sucks. still winning games with there, a shitty head coach. Some games, not much. Their shitty head coach who's always coked up. Man, Sam Darnold is fed up with Adam Gase. Did you see that little like little yeah. tiff video <laughs> that that was put out where they were like semi talk like semi arguing on the sideline? Like, coaches and quarterbacks argue on the sideline all the fucking time. I know, Shut and up. then you always get that fucking Tiff article. Yeah. Yeah. Always. Gotta hate it. Tom Brady's had it with McDaniels. Yeah. Okay, let me tell you. Let me tell you about how they've worked together for like 12 years. Yeah. They're gonna... They're gonna get mad at each other. It happens. Yeah. It's gonna... It's it's a very competitive moment and a very competitive thing, and if one of them doesn't agree with what the other did, then yeah, there's gonna be comments made. Now the, uh... Back to the Packers real quick. Just a couple more things I want to mention. Um... And we'll, we'll, I'll get more about this when we talk about coaches, too. But I will say that this team, in my opinion, is better than it has been. Yeah, it is. In a while, despite Aaron Rodgers not being as good as he has been and still going to the Pro Bowl. Fuck, fuck off. <laughs> I'm a Packers fan. I'm telling you right now that Aaron Rodgers doesn't deserve to be in the Pro Bowl. Not this year. Who takes his place? Uh, who's in now? It's what? It's, it's Rodgers, Russ... And Breeze. Yeah. Um, so who takes Rodgers' place? Jameis Winston, because it'd be exciting. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine Jameis Winston in the Pro Bowl? Fucking 17 touchdowns, There's this 24 picks. I saw that he is... Uh, On 12 passes. <laughs> yeah. Over the, over the past 10 years, I think it has been, or since... So in this decade, I think it was. Uh, there's... Each year, you, there's only been you know a few players that have had have been in like the top like the top percentage stat for offense and like simultaneously being like the worst in like the negative parts of offensive stats mm-hmm. for quarterbacks. And uh, Jameis Winston has done that four times, where he's like a top five passer, but he also throws the most interceptions. Right, he's like it's like a top five passer, but then also like. Bottom five and like interceptions. See, and that's the thing that he's got it, yards lost. That old tags. school gunslinger. He's got it down to a system though, because the past two weeks, Jameis has just he just throws the interception first drive, get it out of the way, <laughs> <laughs> and then from there he throws four touchdowns. He gets it out of the way at the start. He, instead of trying to like actually be good at the start, and then he throws a couple interceptions. He just throws the one at the start. And then that's it. He like he's it like, oh, if I throw as twice as many touchdowns as I do interceptions, we just score a lot of points still. Yeah. And then he does it. That's exactly what he's he like, does. Oh, if I throw three picks this game, we just got to throw six touchdowns. No big deal. If, okay, <laughs> well, if we're realistically taking Aaron Rodgers out of the Pro Bowl, yeah. who gets his spot? Jameis Winston. No. Not Jameis Winston. Where <laughs> are the touchdowns, baby? I don't care. Actually, though. Uh, they were two and seven at one point. Fun one. I put Matt Ryan in. No. 
I'd put Matt Ryan in. Or actually, it would actually be Kirk Cousins. I would actually put Kirk Cousins. Yeah, I would yeah. actually. actually I'm Kirk done Cousins. mememing. I'm actually going to put yeah. Kirk Cousins. It's actually, it. it's just Kirk Cousins. Yeah, just, I put it in a group chat and I was like, no way, I can explain right yeah. after I put it in there. Because statistically, he's actually been really good. I would put in a, I'd put in a Toddler Murray. Toddler Murray? Yeah, Toddler Murray. <laughs> A little, yeah, a little a kid shit. running around, throwing Side, shit. Sidebar uh, for Toddler Murray. Uh, I didn't know that I was going to miss the episode of Fad Pod last week. So yeah. in preparations, I watched Gridiron Heights. Yeah. So that I could break the cycle of Corey asking <laughs> and, me how. You, you haven't watched this. Nope. Fucking <laughs> 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 amazing. No, nope. this one wasn't. This one wasn't as good. I don't know. This week's. They start to run out of material as the year goes on. I, th- I think they try to throw two. Like usually, they can like they have a good jokes per minute. Mm-hmm. This one, like I felt like they tried to do too much. There was too much going on. You, like mm-hmm. it was hard to follow. You're talking about the the playoff picture one with Gronk, or the one after that? The one after that. Okay, yeah. that's the one I watched. It was a, it was uh it was a whole bunch of NFC teams clamoring to win the division. Or, oh, okay. Yeah, it was like a heist type thing. I don't know. Oh. But it, it was really fast, and it was hard to follow. Mm. So it could get a little fast. Gridiron Heights can get a little fast. Yeah. Like, guess- you have to, like, kind of watch it a couple times to pick up on all the jokes. Any other games you guys want to talk about? Can I talk about Arizona-Cleveland? Yes. Okay, so... Matt's not here, and I'm upset. Because every single time I try to have this intervention for Matt, he's never here. Because Matt needs to have an intervention about Kool-Aid. Matt needs to stop drinking Kool-Aid. Matt needs to stop listening to any other fan base that isn't his own. I think he even has to stop listening to them at some points, too. Well, maybe. Yeah. But I don't even know where to start. Okay, so how about we start with... Because we're going to talk about coaches later. So I'm going to try my hardest to not talk about Freddie Kitchens. Does Odell Beckham Jr. just suck all of a sudden? Uh, I, I've i been saying it since the beginning of the year. This is probably what happens when you go to a new offense and don't go to any of the training camps to learn the offense. Yep. Yeah. And this is also what happens when you get unwillingly traded to a place, right? He did not want to go there. He was sent there, right? And it's kind of one of those situations where, like, you're at you're at work, and your like t- boss comes up to you and says, "Hey, you need to go do this," and it's like a task that you like really really hate and you don't want, but you're like, you know what? Like, I'm gonna make the best of it. I'm gonna make the most of it, right? And then three quarters of the way through your task, you're like, "I'm gonna quit my job." That type of situation. That's the type of situation Odell's in. Like, I know the story at the beginning of the day was he was asking people to come get him. I. At no point did I think that was true because mm. actually, well, I'll, I'll say this: it can be true, and then he could also go on to the press conference later on in the day and say, "Like, oh no, I'm going to be here." Both things can be true, right? Like he could have said that to Pittsburgh and New England and San Francisco and who was the other team? There was another team. It was Pittsburgh, New England, San Francisco, and. I can't remember what the other team was. But he reportedly said that to air all four of them. 
and then backtracked today and said that, no, I'm not going anywhere. I'm saying anywhere. I'm like, that's fine. You can say that, but you could have said both things. That's the first thing. <laughs> then you have Kareem Hunt come out after the game and say, oh, well, you know, there were guys on the in the locker room that, that weren't given 110% all game. Okay, first of all, Kareem Hunt's been at the Browns for eight minutes, right? You're right. Okay, so let's first of all, let's clarify that. Um, if you're calling out the Cleveland Browns at this point now are basically just like a tire fire and all of their players are little sprinklers that have gasoline in them. <laughs> like every once in a while, one of the players will go, go like just real quick, like three quick spurts right as the fire's about to die down and just fire just rages back up again. And it's someone different every time. Yep. Like first it's, well, it's been a baker a couple of times. And then it's Freddie doing something dumb. And then it's Miles bashing a helmet over somebody's head. And then it's Kareem Hunt calling teams out publicly. And then oh, this Odell story comes out. And then there's, you know, pissed off. And here's the other thing. Like, people are like, oh, look how, like, how horrible their sideline demeanor is, right? People are like, oh, well, what would your sideline demeanor look like if you were losing? Oh, I don't know. Arizona's didn't look like that. Yeah. Arizona's 3-9-1. and one. They're a worse record than you are. You know whose sideline doesn't look like that? The Giants doesn't look like that because the Giants are riding the emotional high of Eli Manning, right? Mm-hmm. Their lock, their sideline doesn't look like that. Um, who's another team that hasn't been winning a lot that their sideline is not acting the way the Browns is? Oh, I don't know. Freaking Miami, <laughs> who's tanking, who's losing on purpose. They're having a whole lot of fun playing football. Yeah, they just signed Devontae Parker to a big contract. He's he's loving it. Ryan Fitzpatrick is getting excited with his teammates and stuff. They're dumping Gatorade on Coach Flores and shit. Yeah, they're all having fun, and they all have a worse record than you. So that's not an excuse. Yep. Like, oh man, we, we our our offensive line sucks. Arizona's is worse. Arizona's got a worse offensive line than you do. That's oh, the skill position people. Odell's better than whoever they have. Jarvis is better. You got two better running backs. Than they do. Chase Edmonds isn't any good compared to like Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. Oh, our defense is 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 bad. Their defense is worse. Believe it or not, their defense is worse. They're the 31st ranked pass defense in the league. So where Oh, there our quarterbacks are not playing great. Kyler Murray has one collegiate year of football. He was gonna be a baseball player. He's also four feet tall. Yep. So where's your excuses? Give me one. No, your team sucks. And every and I I, t- I said a week a couple weeks ago I kept all the receipts of all the people outside of a couple because I block them, but all the people that like I like actually interact with on a daily basis that are Browns fans I kept all of them I kept all the receipts of all of them and the second they dropped that seventh game I sent all of the screenshots to all of them. like my old coworkers. My all were like, hey, I just want you to know this is what you said back in like October. So do you want to explain why you keep doing this to me every year? Why I have to read this nonsense every single year? Why? Why was this year any different? It wasn't any different. And next year won't be any different. It was it was different going into this year. Okay, but I won't I won't let you get away with that one. No, no, no. I understand why it felt like it wasn't gonna be different. Or why it was going to be why it felt like it was gonna be different. 
at no point did I think it was going to be different because the Cleveland Browns are King Midas, except everything they touch turns to shit, not gold. Oh, what did you predict that Cleveland Browns going seven and nine? I predicted them to go nine and seven. Yeah. Because I predicted at the end of the year, like, oh, they play Cincinnati twice. Yeah. And they play Denver. And they play Pittsburgh once. And they should beat us once. And they did. I said that. Yeah. So, like, my my arc on Cleveland wasn't wrong. But my arc on Cleveland was certainly not, oh, they're going to, like, go to the playoffs. My whole thing in, about Cleveland was that they were going to start out, like, okay, and then melt down at the end. And lose to Cincinnati, which is not going to happen. But no, not at this point. It was a little bit of an exaggeration, but like, I don't know if they go eight and eight, and I pick them to go nine and seven. I mean, I was a game off. Yeah, that's fine. So like, my whole thing is just like, I I, I get so irritated when. I don't. I really don't think anybody could have like predicted this level of what's going on there. It's not that you could have predicted it, but you should have expected it, because it always happens. Like this is, it, it seems like no matter what they do, it's like what they say, like on t- like they just find ways to mess things up, and they just find ways to like sully good things they have. And you can say, oh well, it all starts with Freddie and it ends with Freddie, and once they fire Freddie, everything's going to be great. No, it's not. Because then, guess what? You're gonna have to start all over again. Yeah. And the players the like system. Freddy. Baker likes Freddy. They all like Freddy. I don't know if they like Freddy anymore. Are you sure? Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if they like Freddy anymore. I mean, if they don't like Freddy, then who are you gonna get? John. Dor- See here, and here's the other thing: the reports, which I don't believe. Let's first make one thing clear about them saying that uh, they're going to give Freddie another chance. I don't believe that for a second. No, they're gonna I'm not fire. that stupid to be like, no, they're not going to do that. Well, the gonna fire him. Now, if they don't fire him, you have to change something, right? Yeah. Like, something's got to go. Like, you can't just keep this team the way it is and expect things to be different because clearly something's not working. So... If Dorsey's not willing to admit he was wrong on Freddie, what is he willing to admit he was wrong on? Is he going to trade Odell, even if Odell wants to stay? Is he going to... come out and say today that he does want to stay. Is he? I know he did. That's what I'm saying, though. Like, even if Odell wants to stay, Odell hasn't been productive. Odell hasn't helped. Odell has been... I think he's got seven dropped passes on the year. Odell hasn't helped. So, like... Your offensive line stinks. Your run defense is, I think, the in the twenties, right? You have a quarterback who clearly needs, as crazy as this sounds, needs more than what you have, which is hilarious. Not in skill positions. Not skill positions. They're loaded in the skill. They're fine in the skill position. They need. He needs line help. That's the thing that like. But that's the thing like. He's, he's not even, mobile like Kyler Murray is. But he even needs help. Like, that's the thing. Even like. Pro Football Focus, like, talked about it when they graded him out. They were like, even his, like, drop-back passes where he's clean, where he's not even, like, touched by anybody, he's, like, dead last. Yeah. So, even, like, these skill position people that were supposed to be really good, the Jarvis Landry's, the Odo Beckham Jr.'s, the David Njoku's, why are they not producing? Like, it, it just... And the only thing you kind of come to is just like, I don't know. Like, there's just something 
wrong with this franchise. Like, it's just something happens when people put that uniform on that I don't know what it is. It's just it's just a weird like bubble of suck that, <laughs> that I that I love, that I appreciate that it exists because it provides me with endless amounts of joy every year. Yeah. Um but that's like, that's just how I came away from that game of just like at no point, I don't care what happens next year. After this year and how much of a debacle it's been, I don't give a damn what Cleveland does in the offseason. There needs to be, like, no expectations. None. I don't think anybody is going to have From, any. like, nobody. Like, no one in the media, nobody in, in Cleveland, no, no expectations. Because, like, you had it good now. Like, even, like, Vegas, who Vegas is unbiased, right? Mm-hmm. Vegas has no bias. Right. Vegas puts you as like the sixth favorite to win the Super Bowl or the eighth favorite. Vegas doesn't have a, a bias. Vegas just looks at what you have and is like, with this talent, with, with what we know, this team could should compete. And you didn't. So, like, no expectations. I don't want to... I say this every year and it never happens because this is just what they do. All I want is to just go one offseason and not have to hear that nauseating... Like rigmarole of oh we're gonna be better this year we're gonna get you this year we're gonna be better we're gonna win the division this year no you're not are you be- are they better than ball project into next year are they gonna be are they gonna be better than Baltimore no are they gonna be better enough than Pittsburgh to beat them twice maybe it's a maybe it's not like a for sure mm-hmm. so at that rate you're saying okay well they're still gonna split with Pittsburgh yeah and. God knows what's going to happen with Cincinnati. Like, who knows? Like, they, they might they, win another three games next year. Yeah. So, I mean, Joe Burrow's pretty good, but... So, I don't know. Like, I just walked away from that game when they got decimated by Arizona the week after Pittsburgh beat Arizona in Arizona of just kind of like, I don't understand why you people... I don't understand. I don't understand why people constantly buy into them. Why you drink the Kool-Aid on them. I don't get it. Because they will find a way to blow it. They will find a way. I don't I don't get it. It's and that's why I criticize people that like them. That's it. Fair enough. That's uh, that's that's I don't know. That's my soliloquy. That I've been holding that in for like days. And again, I'm trying <laughs> real hard to not talk about Freddy. Right. Because we're gonna get to that. Because Do you wanna get to that? Yeah, whose idea was that? Me. Was it your idea? Yeah, because uh we have we're gonna have Black Monday coming up here pretty soon. In uh, two weeks from two Monday? weeks, but then we're not gonna be talking about them too much then because we're gonna be talking a lot about uh, our prediction play- payouts. Yes. Oh man, I can't wait. I haven't I haven't looked at them. I know. Like I've been trying to like not calculate how far off I am. I don't know if you guys have been doing that. I don't want to do that. I haven't looked, okay. really. I looked that one week we were talking about it. Right. But I looked it. on Sunday, and I'm actually... There's a couple places where I'm terrible, but then there's other spots where I'm, like, really good. So I wonder, like... I wonder how many of those spots, like... I know, like, I was alone on the Giants and terrible on that. Mm-hmm. I was really but, bad on the... I was... I was uh, who was it that I said I was terrible on? But, uh, like, I'm wondering how many of those, like, we each were terrible off of. 
Like, you know, like uh, collectively. Ju- got a few. Justin Fixed. literally said on Sunday that <laughs> it's going to come down to we're all just going to end. We're like, it's going to end with us just drawing. <laughs> like, we're all going to have like the exact same total amount of games off. It's going to be really close. I don't, I don't think any of us are going to be making a whole lot of money off of each other from this. No. Because it's all going to get wiped away to, from yeah. other money. I know I had... Be a lot of money just exchanging hands. Yeah. I know I had... I was, I'm doing good on uh, Seattle and San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Same. I know my... See, I'm... It's bad on the ramps. If I had to just go off the top of my head, a lot of my... A lot of my divisions are... I, I like, nailed... Like one or two teams, and then I was off on one or two teams. It's like kind of one of those situations where it's like I nailed like the Bills and the Dolphins, but I was off on the well, and I guess the Patriots, but I was off on the Jets. Um, I'm close on Pittsburgh, close on Cleveland, close on Cincy, not as close as I wanted to be because I let you talk me out of it because I wanted to put them at two and 14. Yeah, I'm, that's what I have since. Yeah, I'm closed, baby. I also realized I bitched out super hard on the AFC South and put everybody at eight and eight, <laughs> <laughs> except for Jacksonville, who I had at ten and six. Yeah, Jacksonville high on this one. Yeah, yeah so high. I bitched out super hard on that because the AFC South was like a crapshoot. We had no right. idea, especially because after Andrew Luck retired, we were yeah. like, we have no clue. Right. The AFC South, I'm wickedly off. I'm not. I'm not too bad. Like, I'm not too bad on the Colts. Um, I'm not. Kidding. I really want to. Now that we're talking, let's. Can we move on? Since I really want to. Oh, yeah, we're gonna. We're, yeah, we're gonna yeah. move on because we're gonna start looking at. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. We okay. start, anyway, okay. so we're gonna talk about coaches. We're gonna. We're basically gonna give pass fail grades to each coach this year, uh, and see if whether or not they're gonna get fired or not on Black Monday, which is the Monday after Week 17 of football, which is when usually all the firings happen. Um, the only one that came out and said that they're not getting fired is Patricia. The Lions organization came out and said that him him and his staff is staying another year. I think that really kind of speaks volume to like what I was trying to say throughout this year. Like you have people you have the locker room buying into the system. This like Patricia telling them, Hey, if you want to play the Patriots football, like we we're we're doing that here, but I need you to be in like a hundred percent. Right. Also he gets the um he gets the built-in excuse of injuries. Matt Matt Stafford losing. Yeah. yeah, that's why the 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 organization can justify keeping him because Matt Stafford got hurt. Right. So, all right. So we'll just go in team alphabetical order. Yep. We got Cliff Kingsbury. Uh, Matt sent us his list earlier about his gradings. So I'll go through those and then we'll discuss them after. Oh, you want to read them? Yeah, I'll read them. Okay, yeah, go ahead. For Cliff Cliff Kingsbury, he had a he gave him a C plus. He said, first-year head coach with some bumps in the road. At times, the Cardinals didn't look terrible, even with all the losses. They've stayed competitive. I'd like to see what other another year of his system does. C-plus feels good. Right. C-plus feels good. There's, I do, there's I been do a some, fancy, the, the early, The early, early grade was, like, bad. Yeah. But he's right. kind of dug himself up a little bit, and... Right. Arizona's been competitive. Like, it, it, I think Arizona's problems lie more than stuff that he can solve right now. Right. This the, they have a personnel issue. Yeah, this, yeah that's what I, this is. Uh, this looks like a good starting point for the rebuild. Correct. Right. So, like going into next year, they can maybe it's, get some fucking linemen. Yeah. This is it's. It, I have optimism with this team going forward. I do too. All right. 
Dan Quinn, he gave him a D minus. The only thing that saved him from an F is the fact that he finally gave up play calling and the team started doing a little better. The Falcons have been definition of the team chaos this year. Dan Quinn maybe saved his job, but his seat might be hot, the hottest going into next year. I, I think D minus is a little low. I think you could give him like a D plus because the change and uh, a lot of players have come out and said that they really like him and they want him to stay. And I think that gives an organization incentive to keep a guy if the players really like Just him. Just like with Patricia. like a, Exactly with Patricia, right. yeah. Um, I don't know. Like, I... Since he's in my division, I'm kind of like weird. Yeah. You know, uh, I don't think he's doing a great job. It's definitely they've definitely been in a free fall since the Super Bowl loss. Um, you know that, like you said, the Seattle defense isn't working anymore. Um, he's. I don't. I don't see you getting any better with them. But I also don't want to see. Last week. Was the first time I have ever rooted for the rooted for the Falcons in my entire life. Yeah, rooting for them against San Francisco. I can't right. believe they fucking won. And like, look at what's the, the fuck? They're the they're way. five five and seven right now. Mm-hmm. Look at no, that's should there should be another. They are five and um, eight. They're five and eight. Five and nine. Well, anyway, five and nine. Five and, five nine. and nine. Yeah. Okay. So they have two and they swept. Carolina because Carolina's absolutely blew it this year, mm-hmm. um, and they beat the Eagles. And then you have two wins against New Orleans and San Francisco. It's pretty and, good. I mean, like it's not. Yeah, it's like you got some like you got some solid wins in there. Like you don't have any of the like bush league wins. Yeah, They're but the opposite of the Dallas Cowboys. Right. I think I think Dan could be a solid coordinator somewhere. I don't know. About his future with the okay. Falcons, I would I would fail him. I would fire him. <laughs> Anything to add, Joby? Uh, I just don't. I don't know about him, man. I mean, I I think I think a D minus is appropriate. When you, I mean, he was the kind of coach like once he gave up his play calling duties, like that helping the team out. I think does ease the pressure off of a little off a little bit, and they have beat good teams. But everything he's got going on is not working. Mm-hmm. It still isn't in the in the bigger picture. They really miss Kyle Shanahan. Yeah, they do. It's not working anymore. No. And you can like like as much as players like the coach. Like, are you just are you really down to keep doing this? Like the, the Falcons have to ask themselves like as an organization, are they down to do this again? Because they're just going to do this again. This is like. This is coming from like a team that went seven and nine for three straight years, and like I don't know if this is it. Like maybe we should move on from mm-hmm. Sean Payton, and then you just come out with three straight like division championships after that. So I mean, like there's always the chance that you can get better. Sean Payton had a a, mo- a lot more success prior to the three seven and nine years mm-hmm. than Dan Quinn has had. Right, he had a little bit of buffer time. Right. So. Uh, I don't don't like him D minus I'm with Matt 
John Harbaugh, A+. Changed his entire scheme along with Greg Roman to fit Lamar Jackson, and look where it's landed the team, the number one seed. Easy. Yeah, yeah, yeah A-plus. Coach of the year, in my opinion. A-plus. Easy. Being There's able to no warp. debate there, I don't think. Being able to, to warp your I don't know like if he's that. coach of the year. Right. So, but I, because he didn't, it's not his system. It's Greg Roman's system. The offenses, yeah. But Harbaugh was willing to... Like, he was crazy and not crazy enough, mm. but he was willing to completely change the fa- like the complete fabric of his football team. I think that's very. I think it's a like not common for coaches yeah. to do. You still give him an A plus, and like but, to, yeah. yeah, to be able to leave that kind of trust in your coordinator is astounding. Be able to trust your quarterback like that is even astounding. if you don't give him a playbook over the summer. Yeah, that's what did it. So good. Um, I, I, I've said it before. I think John Harbaugh is probably a top five coach in the league. I mean, you have some disappointing years, but football is a hard game to be able to and play. Joe Flacco's your quarterback. Yeah, like you're gonna <laughs> you're gonna have you're gonna have disappointing years unless you're named Bill Belichick, right. who's even had disappointing years before his stint in the Patriots. Right. It just happens. Right. So Sean McDermott, he gave him a B plus. The Bills clinched the playoff spot. The things Sean has done with his team and growing Josh Allen have been successful. My only point of worry is how they couldn't beat two of the best teams in the league, the Patriots and the Ravens. Until they show they can hang with the big dogs, I, can, I can't give an A, but he for sure gets a passing grade. Yeah. I think uh, McDermott has been able to hold that locker room together similar, really well. Similar um, job to John Harbaugh, except he hasn't done it as well. Right. right. I, I do feel... That he might be underutilizing the talent on the team, because like you look at all these like great players that they draft year after year, they don't really get like the big free agent markets, but they still been, in my opinion, they look like they've been drafting really well. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they do draft very well there, but it's they just like outside of this year, he does doesn't look like he's been able to like fully realize their potential. Yeah, which could be as simple as coordinator changes. Yeah, yeah, it, it could be. We'll just see what it goes and you know happens going forward. I think the Bills are on an upward trajectory, mm-hmm. and not a downward one at all. And I think it, uh, it's I think it starts with McDermott and the entire staff around him, and the uh, everything you've seen from the Bills to talk about how how incredibly tight that locker room is and how much you know they you have that thing where you know the, the players are playing for each other mm-hmm. and how much that changes your dynamic at that game and. I think it, uh, it it has a lot. It shows a lot about the quality of the coach when you see stuff like that, and uh, they they have to stick with him moving forward. He's gotten the most success out of the Bills in like twenty years. Mm-hmm. Um, he gave Perry Fair- Faywall mm-hmm. uh, an incomplete interim head coach. Kyle Allen has more interceptions than Cam Newton ever did in a single year. The Panthers are entering a rebuilding, and we don't know which quarterback they're going to go with. Plus, you never hire the interim either way. Can be. Can we really grade a guy who's only been a coach for a couple weeks at most? I don't like. No. I don't want to grade an interim coach because no. no. their their job is de facto. Who cares? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Matt Nagy, C minus. The team has certainly regressed, and Nagy has had moments of pure frustration in press conferences. All that aside, the team has come together the last few weeks, and they're back above five hundred. I don't know if it's good enough for a playoff spot, but the ineptitude of earlier in the season seems to have been connect. Seems to have been corrected uh still has to live with trubisky 
see how much I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm not gonna give a C minus. I would give like a C plus, I'd keep him. Because everyone that watches the Bears kinda understands it's not really Mitch Trubisky's just very limited. Like Mitch Trubisky, like Nagy is very good at disguising how bad Mitch Trubisky is. Which I think earns you a good grade as a coach if you're able to hide your quarterback. It's not going to win you a lot of games, which at the end of the day you're judged by how much you win. So, you know, this is an organization that fired Lovey Smith after winning 10 games and going to the playoffs. Right. So, the, the, the standard for Chicago Bears head coaches is not a very good one. No, and I think Matt Nagy's fine. I think a lot of the Bears' problems have been the ineptitude of Mitch Trubisky and, like, yeah. how far can a coach really stretch a bad player? Like, there's only so much you can do. And the problem is you might be stuck in a situation where you're stuck with Trubisky. When, especially since they don't think they have a draft pick next year, do they? What's that? Do they have a draft pick next year? I don't think they do. Nope. Nope. Yeah, so, like, what the fuck? So I guess you're... Unless I, you like go and get Cam Newton or something, you're they st- might they might not have a second round pick either. Yeah, so like you're you're gonna be fucking stuck. Like um, you're gonna have to do something. I, when Nagy got the job, we all commended on his coaching staff he put together. He mm-hmm. got the offensive line coach from Notre Dame. He got his I can't think of his name. I've been trying to think of his name the past like three minutes from. Uh, Denver's head coach. Dick Vangio. Dick Vangio. And he would put and, together an amazing defense. Right. And now the year after, you know, you lose Vic Vangio and your team looks this worse. Mm-hmm. Like The defense as a whole is like half as good statistically. Yeah. Yeah. Like, with, with Vangio gone. That's they regressed real hard. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, which is weird because like, I mean, we'll get to a Vic Vangio, but he goes to this defense that's supposed to be really good. And it doesn't look that great, right? So I don't know. Um, I I would give Nagy another year. I would too. Uh, you know, just short leash him. Uh, I w- I'm always against firing midseason because it doesn't do you any good because you're never going to keep that interim coach anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, Nagy has had issues this year that has been very obvious he's been clearly frustrated at a lot of the press conferences yeah and like you you can't when you're in that position i don't think you can be in a position where you get into your when you people get into your head like that Mm -hmm. like they do so it kind of like makes you think about like like not mental stability, but you know what I'm saying. Like how like, like th- he's fragility. How thick his skin is. Right. Yeah. That's fair enough. I'm, I'm down with that. Uh, Zach Taylor, D. Another first year coach with a new system. Bounce between quarterbacks. Thoughts of tanking. No AJ Green all year, and it's shown. He doesn't pass this year, but I'd give him the benefit of the doubt one more year because of the times the Bengals have looked okay-ish. I'd give him one more year. Because they're going to draft a quarterback, and they're going to get A.J. Green back, and it's going to be a year where Zach Taylor actually has the ability to maybe run the team the way he wants. Behind a healthy offensive line? Yeah. 
behind an offensive line that doesn't lose their first-round left tackle in, in the second day of training camp whenever the hell they lost him, and maybe a defensive front that doesn't have an average age of 42. So, uh... Oof. Oof. Yeah. That's an oofer right there. Yeah, yeah see? Yeah, you just need just needs another year. I... I give him one more year. Yeah, yeah. it's The rule of thumb is you give him three, but if you s- suck real bad year two, you're gone. Right. Like, if there's no improvement, then I'm okay with Cincinnati just being a, at the... I'm okay with Cincinnati. Even more so than Cleveland, I'm okay with Cincinnati being at the bottom because I can't stand Cincinnati. <laughs> Cincinnati's like... This is one of the things that have happened. Oh, yeah. I think this is the worst grade that Matt gave. Freddie Kitchens... A big fat Freddie minus took Ooh. a team. Took a team. No, the, the coach right below him got the same grade. <laughs> so oh, okay. Took a team with so much talent and squandered it. Let himself be intimidated by other coaches. Didn't look over his own team's data and try to adapt. Every now and that, every hey, now and again, news. his first fifteen plays would work, and the Browns would score on the opening drive or get a lead early on to get a completely out of. To, just to get completely outcoached the rest of the way. Freddie needs to be let go. Otherwise, Baker will be tossed aside like every other Brown quarterback of the last decade. Breaking news. Breaking news. The Jags have fired Tom Coughlin. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. we didn't get to that. So apparently Tom Coughlin's just a psycho and oh, yeah? just finds people for, like, no goddamn reason. Holy shit, what? And, yeah, so... um. I know we're getting back away from the coaching, but I just want to give this up. So, um, I think 25% of all of the grievances that are filed to the NFLPA come out of Jacksonville. And they're all about Tom Coughlin fining them for, like, no reason. Um, I believe it was Dante Fowler was fined over $700,000 during his time there. And he got it all back through the NFLPA because they were like, why are you getting fined? And he's like, I don't know. He's like, because I'm not going to shit that's not mandatory and he's fining me. And they're like, well, he should give you the money back. And then they do. So apparently Tom Coughlin's just lost his mind. Senile. Yeah. So that was what happened in Jacksonville. So anyway. Tom, he's he, coming back to New York to take his job. He's, as long as they keep Eli. He's like, I'm not coming back unless you keep Eli. <laughs> and we we show up to meetings 20 minutes early. Some bullshit. I hate it. Oh, God. Freaking get all the old coaches like that out of here. I respect Tom Coughlin, but he needs to go. His time is over. Like, we respect you. You won two Super Bowls. You beat Belichick twice. We get it. Cool. Go away. Go away now. When you said breaking news, I thought you were going to say breaking news. Browns have a shitty coach. <laughs> also, breaking news. Browns have a shitty coach. Yeah. Um. Freddie Kitchens is just. He was. Hey. You don't. You don't go. John Dorsey, fi- John Dorsey hired him. You want to point the finger? Point at John Dorsey. John Dorsey. All right, so John Dorsey wanted to play Jerry Jones and just have a head coach he can control. I think. I agree. Um, which I'm not not saying that's a wrong thing to do. Like if you're trying to put a team together, you want to have you don't want to have confliction with your head coach, but. Freddie, you don't go from running back coach to head coach. Anthony Lynn's proven that. Yeah. Yeah. They just went to him. You, you just need you need somebody with actual experience. If if 
if Dorsey's going to go the route where he wants a quarterback or a head coach he can control, that's fine. You can do that. But Dallas is certainly proving that that is not a way to uh, to win games. And ironically enough, the coach who is next, Jason Garrett, Jason Garrett, F minus. Another coach who underperforms with the talent of his team. Cowboys can't beat any real contender and might back into playoffs just because they play in the worst division in football this year. This man has been giving chance after chance after chance and continues to fail. <laughs> Jerjo needs to get his shit together and find a real coach. Good old Jerjon. 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 Um, yeah, for Jason Garrett needs fired. Yep. We've been saying that for years. But Jason Garrett's going to get into the playoffs and he won't be fired. Oh, my God. You're, you're kidding yourself if you think that that he's going to get into the playoffs and, like, not not retain his job. Fucking, he's going to get in playoffs, lose first round, and then the not-so-hefty lefty's going to get his job. The not-so-hefty lefty? Yeah. You mean, what's his name? The yeah. quarterback coach? Yeah. Or the offensive coordinator? Yeah. Uh, crap. Kellen Moore? Yeah. The, Boise State? Yeah, the not-so-hefty lefty. You know, what I brought, you know what I thought of the other day? All of Jerry Jones' staff are all former Cowboys. Really? Yeah. I'm not surprised. Like, Jason Garrett was a Cowboy. <laughs> Kellen Moore was a backup quarterback on the Cowboys. I like you. Like, I like You know what, Jay Garrett? I like you. If you were a player, I would have drafted you. You did, Coach. That's damn right I did. D- damn right I did. Now, Coach team. <laughs> God damn it. Now, Jason Garrett is just... Jason Garrett, okay. He's but, not a good coach, but he... Should Jason but he Garrett will and Freddie both be fired? Yes. Will they? No. Yes, okay. And Freddie will probably get fired just because of, like... I think when you almost have to. Yeah. But... Even though there is pressure on Dallas, Jerry Jones doesn't fucking care. As long as he's making money. Right. Which and he is. Yeah, he is making buckets. I don't know, man. Jerry really wants to win another Super Bowl before he goes. <laughs> Jerry, like, really wants to win another Super Bowl. Yeah, but I don't think he... Uh, but he wants to win it his way. Right. That's he doesn't want thing. to set his pride aside. Yeah, he and, wants to win it his way. And higher coach will disagree with him. Correct. So that that's where he's going to be stuck. I don't know. My uh, friend from work calls him the Ginger Clapper. Ginger Clapper, Ginger Captain Clap, Clap yep. or Coach Clap, as uh, Skip Bayless likes to call him, Coach yep. Clap. All yep. he does is clap his hands and pat people on the butt. Yep, that's all he does. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> hey Z, come over here. My hands feeling kind of empty right now. Come on, I got I got to slap somebody's butt real quick. Coach, Why does he t- Coach, no. Jason Garrett does not have a southern accent at all. Coach, no, I don't want to. Not again. Coach, I just, I just, I just had a two-yard run. Come here, let me pat your butt. No, coach. I didn't do anything, coach. The sexual activities of Jason Garrett. That's right. That's the name of the episode. You okay with that? You okay probably with should, that? We probably shouldn't name it that. Well, name it what? Sorry. The sexual activities of Jason Garrett. I'm not gonna name it that. Okay. Okay. Um, you guys want some horror stories? About Tom Coughlin. Let's wait until we get to yeah, let's, let's get Marone. To the, okay. Yeah, let's wait until we get to Marone. That's a good. That's a good place to stop at Marone. Yeah. Uh, Vic Vangio, D plus. Broncos have been a dumpster fire, but they kept playing close games until late. I think the problems start with this organization. 
The problems with this organization starts with Elway, more so than the head coach. Broncos' defense hasn't been bad, but they keep trying to bargain bin a quarterback. Drew Locke has had a couple okay games, but then they just get decimated by the Chiefs, so I don't know what to think of him. I think what the Broncos think, what Elway thinks, is they're the one quarterback away from the Super Bowl. And... And when can't evaluate quarterbacks. Right. Drew Locke's look good, though. Drew Locke's had a, a what is he, 2-1? and one? Yeah. Yeah, he's he's looked good. Um, I think you need to be able to stick with him uh, and have a fucking Elway that believes in him and not just, like, loses two games in a row and be like, we, we got to find another one. <laughs> got to trade for somebody or got to put another guy in. Give me Trevor Simeon. <laughs> Get him on the phone. <laughs> Coach's legs broke. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> He's tall. Put him out there. He's tall on one leg. He's got big teeth like me. <laughs> I see myself in his smile. <laughs> Literally. They're so pearly and white. I can see myself. <laughs> These aren't dentures. I, I don't know. Fangio thinks fine. He's I mean, got, like you're coming. He's coming from a team that have like <coughs> literally a historic defense mm-hmm. that he put together, and you obviously see that it wasn't just the defensive talent on that team. Mm-hmm. And you have pretty similar talent on your team. Something's up there. Like you need to like somebody. Something's they, getting in the way behind the scenes. The problem with the Broncos is situationally they were just terrible. Yep. Um, they would get leads, but not know how to hold on to leads they were horrific from a play calling standpoint um and they went up against a lot of good run defenses and Vic Fangio's an old coach and old coaches like to run the ball a whole lot even against a defense that's really good against it and that cost you that they've been on they've been super competitive in a lot of games so we got to uh I was just gonna say Matt Patricia's next but we already know yeah, he's he's been. Yeah, we want to talk about the grade. Uh, yeah, Matt gave him a C minus. Um, I think I think that middle C grade is probably good for him. Like, he's he, he had some flashes and showed like it was finally coming together, but it just wasn't consistent enough. I think trading Quandre Diggs because their defense this year is horrid. Like he's supposed to be like this defensive like guru. Their defense is like. I think ranked dead last right. in the NFL. It's awful. But a lot of people are like, oh, well, it was pretty okay until they traded Quandre Diggs to Seattle for no reason. Just did it for some weird reason. And everyone's like, wow, Quandre's actually really good. Why'd they do that? And then everyone on the defense, like everyone like on the team was like, man, why'd they get rid of Quandre? <laughs> like people were literally going on Twitter. Like, I can't believe we just traded Quandre Diggs. Right. I think the team just like... Well, I think that that conversation probably happened with uh, because we've since Patricia's got there, Darius Slay's been on the trade block yeah. because corners have a trouble trouble usually transitioning systems. Mm-hmm. So I think Seattle was probably on the phone like, "Hey, what about this Darius Slay guy?" And I'm not going to blame Seattle for winning like you know a first round, second round pick for Darius, mm-hmm. and then. You know, maybe that price is a little bit too steep for Pete Carroll. So he's like, uh, do you got anybody else that can help us? And, you know, it went down to fucking Quandry Diggs. He's like, do we got this 
what do you give us for this Quandre Diggs? Like, no, I think that's probably how that ship sailed. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, I think I think he's just another coach that needs a little bit more time and also like a year with the players healthy. He needs one more year. Right. If they bomb again, he's done. Right. Yeah. You, you need he's this, the coach that you need the full three years. Right. You you he's give trying to put together a you, very different you're trying you're giving you're not you didn't hire him to win games. You hired him to build a culture. Right. And to build a culture, you need time. It doesn't happen overnight. Mm-hmm. Matt Lafleur, B minus. The Packers have been up and down all year, but have 10 wins. Aaron Rodgers will do that for you, though. Their defense has been spotty at best with teams being able to run against them all season. But they've been the epitome of Ben, don't break. The epitome of Ben, don't break. (laughs) And it's worked out. I don't see what Matt's made. I want to see what Matt's made of come playoff time, but at least he did what Mike McCarthy couldn't last year, and he's got that going for him. All right, I got words. You got words? Fighting words? No, good words. Fighting words? I won't give him an A. What? Yep. You were just saying how this team, no good. Yeah. Uh-huh. He, despite, like, me being, like, Bah humbug about them, and they have you know a bunch of wins. He came in, and we've heard out of at least players in the organization have heard nothing but great things about him. And I think a lot of this also has to do with the expectations going in for me. Well, yeah, the expectations going in were just he was just going to be a. Just a, a pushover head coach because right. Aaron Rodgers was just going to do what he wanted. Yeah, but he's not. And yeah. that's what's uh, a lot more exciting about that. They're working together on things. And Rodgers isn't really uh, he isn't doing the thing, at least not yet. He's also not playing as good. Right. Well, yeah, he's not going to play that good ever again. Right. Yeah. A little, little, little fun fact for you guys. <laughs> yeah. He's done with that. What if, like, crazy... Like conspiracy theorist, they put in the floor and it's like, "Hey, we need you to phase out this Aaron Rodgers character." Ooh, ooh, ooh. ooh. A conspiracy there. A little, a little tasty, flamboyant theory there. I like that. They will literally never do it. <laughs> they did it with Brett Favre. Yeah, but they would have to. And Brett Favre sent his pee-pee to somebody. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who is to say that Aaron Rodgers ain't sending his pee-pee to nobody? That's right. Probably said it to Matt LaFleur. <laughs> Ew. And LaFleur's like, I'm getting rid of you. <laughs> <laughs> no, the uh, Texans to Matt LaFleur <laughs> is the name of the episode. Okay. The entire Packers locker room has, like, like at least most of them have come forward and said that the... The culture compared to, like, the last, like, two, three years mm-hmm. there, and now it's, like, a crazy change. And they are, they feel much more unified. They, it's that thing where, like, you're playing for each other instead of for anything else. You play harder in that scenario. You have a defense that has holes that, like, still somehow winds up to not lose games. Somehow. For the Packers, it's crazy. I mean, there's there's some really good playmakers on the team on defense. And I think that's kind of what causes something like that to happen. When you have a leaky defense, but you have, like, those two or three guys who, like, 
to make a play. Those the, two or the, three guys the, end up the maybe. Smiths. Yeah, the, the Smiths. Smiths the Alexander. Smiths. Uh, Savage hasn't, hasn't been too bad. So you see, you have these guys who are able to like make pretty pretty good plays when they when they're called upon, and it that usually helps your defense not break against better teams. But they're not on the up that uh, kind of upper echelon yet. But I think it just needs a little more time. This is a first year head coach who's doing a pretty damn good job. I would give him a B. I give him. A, that sounds good. I, I would like give B. him a B. All right, you can put him in a B. I don't care. I would give him a B. Where, you where, just went on that soapbox and you were gonna you you took that stance and then me and Corey said we're gonna give him a B and you just like roll right over. You're you like, you oh, just okay. Jason Garrett did it. Yeah, did. yeah, you just did a full Jason Garrett. Oh, I give him an A. Coach, I don't want to give Dak Prescott thirty-six million dollars. Hey, Jason, we're going to give Dak Prescott $36 million. Okay, coach. Or okay, boss. Okay, boss. Bill O'Brien. Fuck. F. C minus. The Texans night win the division because of the Deshaun Watson. Wait. Okay. He he had a typo. (laughs) (laughs) The the Texans might win the division because of Deshaun Watson. They might have been beaten. You know what that felt like uh-huh. when they like they just put on the teleprompter like random things for the anchors to say. Uh huh. And then it just doesn't make sense, and they yeah. just say it anyway. Yeah, I, I, yeah, that's, okay. yeah. That's what that was. The Texans might win the division because of Deshaun Watson. They might have beaten the Chiefs and the Patriots in the regular season, but until I see something more than one and done in the playoffs and the less body play, I can't give the bill. I can't give Bill anything higher than an average grade. Yeah. Yeah. I. I've been wanting them to fire Bill for like five years. Yeah, but now Me they too. like can't, right? Huh? What? Are they in a position where they basically can't fire him? Yeah, cause because he, they keep making playoffs yeah. for like just like yeah. skin by like, the skin of their teeth. That's what's so stupid about it. They keep getting into the playoffs and losing that first playoff game. They, they keep need- getting into playoffs because Jacksonville like forgets how to be good because Andrew Luck decides to retire out of nowhere because you know just. Tennessee takes forever to turn the reins over to the true franchise, Ryan Tannehill. <laughs> he has a job because he's in the most chaotic division in football. Correct. He needs to be fired. And, a D. and then until until he is fired, I I just can't believe in Deshaun Watson. Like like he's a good player. He's a he's one of the top quarterbacks in the league. Mm-hmm. But he's never going to be anything better. Right. Isn't he also like the de facto GM right now? He is. Like, how do do you fire him? He is the de facto GM. Fire him! Who's going to fire him? The owner! (laughs) What happens when you fire him? You hire a GM and you... What happens when he buys the team? Right. (laughs) With all of these one-and-done playoff win bonuses that he scheduled himself to make. My God, it's coming, dude. Hey, boss. Hey, boss. It's me, Bill O'Brien. I think we should uh, extend this Bill O'Brien guy. Okay. All right, good. I'm going to give him a lot of bonuses, and he's going to buy your job one day. What? Okay, bye. Um, He's going to buy your team, and then we're going to fire you. I'm going to make Deshaun Watson not throw the ball on third down and one at the goal line. (laughs) Asshole. (laughs) That's what he says at the end. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm not gonna make Deshaun Watson throw the ball third down and one on the goal line, asshole. Click. <laughs> 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 Honey, who's that? 
I don't know. Oh my god! I <laughs> hate Bill O'Brien a D minus. I hate Bill O'Brien. <laughs> we, we, we we've dunked Billy, on him. Billy quite a bit O'Brien. On show. Yeah. Oh Bob. Oh Bob. Oh yeah Bob. Yeah, we, we've Who's done next? I'm done talking about Bill O'Brien. <laughs> Frank Reich, C plus. The Colts looked so good in the middle of the season after not good start, and now they're sliding at the worst possible moment. They've been dealing with injuries, and some things haven't gone their way. But until a couple weeks ago, they were in it. I want to see what Frank can do next year with the, without a QB retirement a couple weeks before the season starts. Do you want to know what I, what grade? I'm, do you know how I'm going to treat Frank Reich this year? Do you ever like when we were in school? Maybe it was was you, or maybe there was another kid in your class like that was sick for like two months. Like, deathly sick. Like, kid gonna die. But he doesn't die. He or she doesn't die. And then he shows up, like, one random day, and it just so happens to be a test day. And the kid takes the test, and he hands it to the teacher, and the teacher's like, just just, just don't. Like, you don't need it. That's Frank Reich this year. Yeah. Like, Frank Reich doesn't deserve to be graded for what happened this year. Right. Because, like, for God's sakes, it was week three of the preseason, and his quarterback retired on him. And then T.Y. Hilton died, and then the backups to T.Y. Hilton died, and then a bunch of the defensive players died. And yeah, Frank Reich doesn't deserve to be graded for this year. Uh, if I did, I, I wanted to give him a B minus. If you had to, yeah. But I think C plus is good. That's okay. fine. That's fine. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I I I still think he's could be one of the like future great coaches. Mm-hmm. I agree. Uh, he was definitely the most he was definitely the coach i was most impressed with through his first year mm-hmm. and then you just kind of he had a sophomore slump that's what it was yeah a, like, a big one yeah um, a whole lot of of unforeseen circumstances in it i'm upset that he didn't let us get the shutout so i'm gonna bump it down to a c plus you're instead a, of a b minus fucking <laughs> all right fair enough doug marone well what do you give him he gave him a D. I would agree. Because he got the dick. <laughs> what? I think I think his time has come. He made it to the AFC Championship and the Stars aligned, but since then hasn't been able to get a winning record. This team has been this team has so much dysfunction and it goes higher up even with Tom Coughlin. Ooh, he had that in earlier. Mm-hmm. He sent this a while ago and he put that in. Yeah. Then the highest percentage of the player grievances filed in the league, and I think it's time to hit the reset, even with the promise that Minshew has shown at times this year. Um, you guys want to hear some horror stories about Tom Coughlin? Yeah. Sure. This is this is where we'll, we'll fill this in because we all know Doug Marone's going to be fired. We give Darone, Doug Marone a D or an F. Do they give? Do you think that Shotcom might? give Marone another year because of what he's had to deal with? Or do you think Shad Khan's known what was happening under... Shad Khan's like, no. After all this time. Because, like, they go to the AFC Championship, and then they fi- hire Tom Coughlin, and then it goes downhill. Right? That's the timetable, right? I thought they... No, they hired him. Oh, that was they the year. During that period of time. Yeah, because Pat... What the fucking mustache, man. Mm-hmm. I forget his I, name. I think that uh, Jacksonville gets rid of um, Marone and unfortunately has to hit the reset button after making the AFC Championship game. And possibly, they're a play away from making the Super Bowl that year. And they also got fooled into thinking that Nick Foles was actually 
Good. Talk about the stars aligning. The stars aligned for Nick Foles. And man, Jaguars got... It doesn't matter. He's holding a clipboard now for Minshew. So, doesn't matter now. I want to hear some stories about Tom Coughlin. Okay. Here's a couple. Um, this one's from uh, former Jags linebacker Jeff Kopp. Uh, quote, I was fine... Uh, I was fine contact detrimental by Tom Coughlin after missing a lifting session on Monday after a bye week. That's a game check. I was... Let's see. Uh, I got stuck in O'Hare due to lightning and a canceled flight. I was fined the same amount as a teammate that was arrested and spent the night in jail. Was that the the UK when all those teams players got yeah. arrested in the fucking British game? Yes, it was. <laughs> you got fined the same amount for getting stuck at the airport. I forgot Leonard about Fournette. that. He said he won a grievance against the Jags to get a $99,000 fine rescinded. Tom Coughlin fined Fournette for sitting on the bench while he was inactive during the 2018 season finale. I remember that. I remember that was a big point where there was a, a big confliction between Coughlin and Leonard Fournette after that game. Coughlin fined a player for sitting on the bench in a game that he was inactive. Yes. Okay. The bench is for players of people to play. Boomer. <laughs> okay, Boomer. <laughs> okay, Boomer. I hope Leonard Fournette said that. I hope that was his response. Okay, Boomer. Are there any more? Uh, I think that's all I got for right now. Apparently, be more. Dante Fowler has a lot. Because Fowler was fined literally over $700,000. He got it all back. Yeah, I'm looking up. But I'm, I'm doing some research here. Yeah, see if you can find anything about Dante Fowler, and we'll move on to the next coach. I think it's... Uh, Andy Reid. Andy. He gave him an A, didn't he? He gave him an A-. minus. Ooh, uh-oh. Uh, Matt's, getting, Matt's getting fed up with Andy Reid. He wants him fired. The Chiefs have certainly chiefed a couple times this year, but here we are at the end of the season, and they're in position to maybe get the second seed and a first-round bye. They have the second-best offense in the NFL behind the Ravens, but if you account for the yardage gained and loss to the interceptions, the Chiefs have had the most efficient offense in the NFL. That's that's definitely a, a Matt stat. That's a Matt stat. <laughs> Just, yeah. like, incorporating the thing that makes them the best. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. What do you call it? Jerry, cherry picking? Yeah, you cherry, che- yeah, you cherry picking the stat that, yeah, yeah. Which I, might, Matt, I'll do Matt's response to that. By the way, while you're doing that, I just <clears throat> okay. There we go. There we go. That was perfect. Yeah. Okay. The Chiefs are the most offensive offense in the NFL, which might be hard to believe since they've been dealing with injuries all year and haven't looked quite right at times. Mahomes finally healthy though, and the window has reopened, in my opinion. So, at some point it closed. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. <laughs> like at some point, the window had shut. At some point, no, it didn't. Nope. No, was Pat gonna come back? The second they were like, "Hey, Pat's coming back this year," everyone would have been like, "Oh, okay, yeah, he'll be. They'll, they'll be fine." Like, they beat the Minnesota Vikings without him because they're a good team. Like, the Chiefs aren't this like dumpster fire. That Pat just miraculously has to drag. And again, it did kind of show its face that um, the minute Pat came back, like their defense just fell apart again. Yep. But then I saw the thing like, oh, the last three weeks, they're 
like the number one defense in opponents' points per game. Like, yeah, they've played the Chargers, Broncos, and Raiders. Good job. Great. Congrats. You played the Raiders in Arrowhead, and we all know Derek Carr sucks in Arrowhead. You played the Broncos, hooray, in a snowstorm with a rookie quarterback, and then you played the Chargers, who Phillip Rivers can't stop throwing interceptions. <laughs> That's another cherry-picked stat. Hey, guys, I have to step out for a second. Work stuff. Work stuff? So apparently something sounds going on at my store. Okay. Well, then you do that, and me and Corey are going to uh, talk about coach grades. Right, you guys should just keep talking. Okay, yeah. we'll cut that out. Yeah, I got it. Oh. Ah. oh, there we go. That's that's where you cut it, right there. When he does a ha! Yep. Yeah, what if I do the ha! There we go. Oh, my face! Uh, I'm sorry. Okay. 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 I, I'm okay with Andy Reid getting in a... An A minus. I'm yeah. giving I'm giving him a hard time, but I'm okay with Andy Reid getting an A minus. Yeah, I mean, like you're you're almost you're gonna have two seed. Like, well, no, they're gonna have the three seed because the Patriots are not gonna lose another game. <laughs> That's true. So, um, Anthony Lynn, F, sure. LOL, the Chargers. <laughs> 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 Philip Rivers loves finding fun ways to lose until he retires. This team is going nowhere. Come in. you're you love Philip Rivers. They so how do you feel about there's this? there was a couple games where you know he's literally thrown it away. Yeah. But you also have how many wins this seat like only two blowout losses out of all their losses. Every other loss was like in the final minutes of the game. Final seconds of the game sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean like and this was without their game changing safety Derwin James for most of the year. Mm-hmm. So I I still don't think Anthony Lynn is the answer, but I'm not sure how much better you're going to do. That's fair. And plus you're moving to Los Angeles pretty soon, like actually into Los Angeles. Yeah. Do you want to keep the, do you want to keep the familiar face or do you maybe if you reboot and not reboot, but if you get rid of, I'll say this, they're not going to fire Anthony Lynn unless they're also drafting a quarterback right if they do draft a quarterback high then they will probably get a new coach just be i'd probably give him a d i would give him a d and f's too harsh right for as many games of you that you've been in mm-hmm. and f's pretty harsh yeah sean mcveigh c minus super bowl hangover one track minded coach gets exposed team not actually that talented I don't know. I'll let you decide. I think McVay has pride issues that need to go over and go back to see what made him competitive last year. I agree. I think it's a big pride issue. I think it's a... He believes in his system, Mm -hmm. and he doesn't do anything else but his system. And if it works, it looks great. And they score almost 60. And then when it doesn't work, they get their doors blown off by Dallas and San Fran and Baltimore. And that's basically the one thing that Sean McVay has going for him. He owns Pete Carroll. <laughs> like, he owns Pete Carroll. Like, have you looked Jared Goff's stats against Seattle? He, like, averages over 350 yards a game. Like, th- he, for whatever reason, since Sean McVay got there, he just wrecks Pete Carroll. So because of that, right. it's, it's, he's, I mean, Sean McVay's not going to go anywhere. 
It's no. just a bad year for the Rams. Yeah. So I I think I've I've been saying it all season. I think their offensive line needs addressed. There's a reason why they're not taking deep shots to Brandon Cooks because they don't have fucking time to take deep shots to Brandon Cooks. Mm-hmm. So I think once they get that back into the offense and they have that deep threat going in their place, mm-hmm. I think they'll be okay. Yeah. Because that's just like totally one at like like you said last year each receiver has a specific role you lost one of those cogs the watch isn't gonna work right so yeah and it's, it's funny because you didn't lose him i mean you lost him for temporarily because he was injured but like you lost the bolt that kept the cog on yeah, with the office of yeah it wasn't the cog itself in cooks it was the the bolt that kept the cog in place which is the ability to drop back and throw deep passes so all right, Brian Flores, a C. C might seem high, but I like him with I like it with him. The Dolphins have been trash, but they never lost heart, never intentionally tanked, got savvy with some trades, and have a lot of picks in next year's draft. I want to see what Brian can do in a year or two. I yeah, he's his job's one hundred percent safe. Yeah, I don't like. I think we might be at the end here of the. No, we have a couple more first round or first year coaches. I think all of their I think all of their jobs should be safe. Besides maybe Freddie, but who knows? Um, but yeah, I don't. I'd give him a D plus. D plus, yeah. I mean, it's just you know he's working with bad ingredients, right? He's got not a lot to work with. He's got Ryan Fitzpatrick. He's got like their fifth string running back or whatever it is. Yeah, you lost your. I mean, I I don't know your best defensive player in a trade. Mm-hmm. When you weren't even using him correctly. Right. And then he goes to a team that uses him correctly, and people look at it and be like, wow, like you got fleeced. But you also got two first-round picks for it. You also have two first-round picks for it. So imagine that team. Imagine Minka Fitzpatrick on the fucking Bears instead of Roquan Smith. Roquan Smith? Yeah. Like I I said. Roquan Smith's been pretty good. Yeah, but he hasn't been Minka Fitzpatrick. No. No one. Yeah. Mick Fitzpatrick is legit. I should be a GM. If you, I live, look, man, if you ever, uh, it's going to be great because if you ever become a GM, I'll just, I, I know that I'm going to get a phone call. Yeah. To be something. To get drafted to the Chicago Bears. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> First round of the NFL draft with the 31st overall pick. Chicago Bears select Nathan Kuyper? Wait a minute. Wait. Okay. So we're, wait. So you're the GM of the Chicago Bears. Yeah. In this situation, in this yeah. hypothetical situation that you just came up with. I came in in the middle of the year, got them to the play, got was, them to the Super Bowl. I was gonna say, I was gonna say, you didn't win the Super Bowl, but you got to it. Yep. With six, it's with six weeks left of the season. <laughs> okay. You guys were, uh, you guys were. We were, we were, we were six and four. Yep. And you went twelve and four down the stretch. Yep. One super went to the Super Bowl. A, G- a GM hire halfway through the year? Yep. Never heard of that before. Yep. First time ever. All right. Yeah. Respect it. Because fucking, what's his face? Trubisky just looked so terrible one game. They were just like... Fired everyone. Yeah. Fired like, Ryan Pace because <laughs> he drafted him. How could you let this out? How, how could you say... <laughs> you know what happens? They get totally dismantled by either Deshaun Watson or Pat Mahomes. Okay. All right. Yeah. Just in a... For whatever reason, it's snowing in fucking October in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Just feet the snow. They throw for like 400 yards. Mm-hmm. 
Trubisky can't get his feet out of the snow. <laughs> Pat's walking on top of the snow somehow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Pat has the fucking tennis rackets on the bottom of his cleats. Why do you get those? Why do they only have them? I forgot where we are now. Yeah. All right. We're at Mike Zimmer. Oh, okay. He got a B plus. I don't know what to think about the Vikings. We keep changing the formula and Kirk Cousins, and I honestly have no clue how to feel about the team. The playoffs change everything, and that might be when we get our answer. Yeah. I'm not a fan of Zimmer as a coach, but I can't deny that he does a good job most He's of the time. Productive. Yeah. He's a productive coach. And he was willing to kind of give up that whole mindset of like, we're going to run the ball 30 times a game. To kind of like, wait a minute, we have Stefan Diggs and Adam Thielen. Right. Like, and good tight ends like that aren't just named Kyle Rudolph. Like, Irv Smith's been really good, too. Yeah. Like, especially in the red zone. So, like, he kind of, like, was able to do that one thing that coaches never do. And which just is put his pride aside. Which is one thing that we were saying that he wasn't doing. Right. So, uh, he got a B plus. I would give him that B, B, B plus grade. Yeah. yeah. B, B plus. Speaking of Bs, Bill Belichick, A+. plus, Best coach in the league, does more with less, knows how to attack. I mean, what can I say that hasn't been said before? He, he's he's Charmin Ultra, yeah. but less is more. He's Char- <laughs> Charmin Ultra, dude. I like that. I like that analogy. Bill Belichick is the Charmin Ultra yep. in the NFL. He, I think right after him is Sean Payton, isn't it? Yep. And that's also an A+. Plus. Yep. So, uh, Maybe the second best coach in the league. Super creative. Team loves him. Saints didn't lose a beat even without Drew at the helm earlier this season. Man is wonderful. That's not me saying. That's Matt saying. But you also... Yeah. I mean, like, the only... My only dig at Sean Payton is I said it at the beginning of the year. Penalties... If you can't get penalties in check, that comes down to the coaching. Mm-hmm. And Sean Payton's competitive spirit rubs off on the team which gets them that far but it also puts us into a lot of bad situations with penalties his clock management at sometimes can get a little he yeah he i mean i think there was a lot of miscommunication on that one two minute drill at the end of the half yeah um i know that's been a one thing that like people have been talking about this year that there's been a lot more like helmet communication issues than mm-hmm. most years. I mean, you always have them usually, but it seems like more coherent this or more apparent this year. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like that, that two minute drill at the, in the middle of the 49ers game, like could have literally changed everything. Yeah. All right. Uh, Pat Shermer, D plus. A D plus? D plus. That's an F. <laughs> that needs to be an F. <laughs> It's Pat Shermer, dude. Come on, man. Giants in a rebuilding year. I don't know what to say, really. They haven't looked good. Saquon not playing like he was. Danny shortchanged, looking like a true rookie. Danny uh, shortchanged, dude. Let's go. Oh, I love it. Playing like a true rookie. I don't know. We will see what next year is, I guess. Danny shortchanged, huh? Yeah. That's great. I, I, love I thought it was Danny loose change. It is Danny Loose Change. It's Danny Loose Change on Good Morning Football right. when he's playing badly. Okay. When I, he I plays like, good, he's Danny Dimes. But. I, like, I like Danny Short Change, though. <laughs> what is he, nine cents? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like you're uh, a couple cents off of, off here, but... 
Aww. Let me go look. Can I go look at my car to see if I got it? And then five minutes later, I don't, I don't got it. Can I just? Nope. Can't. Get out. <laughs> no, you can't have the candy bar, Danny. But I, but, but I want to. Get out, Danny. He walks into the football club convenience store. Danny, short change, goes in and tries to buy a plain ass Hershey bar. He would too. Yeah, uh, he, he walks into the football pope's convenience store, trying to buy a Hershey bar and a beautiful touchdown pass. He's like, "That'll be ten cents." Reaches his pockets, shuffling around. I got eight cents. <laughs> oh shit! Yeah, my son wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> shit. Justin just made a, a a big long story about. Danny Dimes going to the candy store and forgot to turn his mic back on. Yeah, but he want he wanted to buy a Hershey bar mm-hmm. from the Football Pope's convenience store. Want to buy a Hershey bar? Just a chocolate and, pope. Yep, and a, and a beautiful touchdown pass. The Football Pope said, 10 cents." Reach in his pocket, eight cents. I can't afford a pope. Pope can't, says, "Can't give it to you, Danny." Pope says, "Can't give it to you, Danny. You need ten cents." It's like, all right, let me go. Let me go. Let me go check my car. He goes to Pat Schirmer's car. <laughs> He's looking around. Pat Schirmer's unconscious in the driver's seat. Right. <laughs> Mike Zimmer's knocked him the fuck out with a brick. Yep. yep. <laughs> <laughs> you bleed for the forehead. Danny doesn't give a shit. He's yeah. looking around in the car. Finds one cent. Walks in. I got nine cents. Pope goes, it's ten cents. It's it's ten cents, Danny. Oh, <laughs> 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 Beautiful, thank you. Can I, do, can I just pay the rest with the promise of a good, a decent future? No, Danny. <laughs> no, no, you can't, Danny. <laughs> um, I think Saquon. I think for a lot of the weeks after he came back from the injury, was still dealing with the injury. Yeah, absolutely. There was that. Pre- oh, yeah. There was the pressure of the high ankle sprain from like when he was in college mm-hmm. that it came back from for after one week. Mm-hmm. I think. That kind of like pushed him in, like trying to get back early. Yeah, you know, I don't know. Like he's definitely looked better the past couple weeks. Mm-hmm. But if you don't have a fully healthy Barkley, and you're not, you kind of don't have him to lean on with your rookie quarterback mm-hmm. or healthy Evan Ingram too. Right, Evan Ingram's been in and out, which has just been the story. He just got put on. IR today yeah. for he has to go through a uh, ankle surgery that he'll be back for for next year. Evan Ingram's the new Jordan Reed. Oh no, he is. Tell me I'm wrong. Glass bones and paper skin. At paper least muscles. he hasn't had like 18 concussions. So. <laughs> no, he's just injured all the time. So his brain don't hurt big. Nope. Okay, Adam Gase D plus. The Jets are a dumpster fire. But they're a dumpster fire with a fantasy elite defense and a quarterback that got over his ghost fears and shown flashes of competency. Still not a great team, and they probably trade Le'Veon when the season ends. Gay's also weird. Ooh. Hot that's, take. That's a hot take. Trading away Le'Veon? I mean, Gase didn't want him. That's a that's a bag of flaming hot takes. Yeah. Gase did not want Le'Veon. He did not want to be paying that much to a running back. No. Le'Veon wants to be there, though. I think Le'Veon just likes being in New York. Probably. So like he's, yeah. I mean, I'm probably he probably gets to like do non-football things in New York, unlike in Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh where there's yeah. not much to do. Right. Well, I mean, there's stuff to do. 
Go on a duck ride. Yeah. That, that means a whole different thing now, now, with the current Pittsburgh, uh... <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> no. I hope it doesn't work <laughs> just for that. <laughs> God damn it. I don't want to see fucking Hodge boats going around Pittsburgh. Oh, it's going to happen, dude. They're happening. Oh, yeah, it's going to happen. Uh, Gate, I don't know. I don't like Gase. I don't like Gase either. That was just one of the things where you bring in a fucking division coach. Mm-hmm. From the moment he had his first press conference there and he was fucking coked up to shit, mm-hmm. we knew what was going to happen, didn't we? Didn't we know? We knew, right? Maybe I in knew. our hearts. I knew. I knew what was going to happen. Did you? I did. I picked, I picked Jets as about where they're at now. Okay. I so, like I like the team. I don't like the coach. Yep. I, okay. Fair I, enough. I, Personnel wise, you, you like you it's one of those teams you look at it on paper, like yeah, this should be a pretty good team. Yeah. They and, also got beat up real bad with injuries this year. Oh yeah, yeah. and then and then Mono. Mosley and Darnold. Darnold and Damold. Damold. Sam Damold. <laughs> Sam Sam Damold. Sam Damold. <laughs> Let's make that the episode. Sam, sand dammed, or do, okay. sand ammo, am, yeah, sand, sand ammo. Yeah. Good luck, Justin. Yeah. <laughs> we have like three episode titles already. I'll pick one. We'll pick one. It's gonna. It's the episode title is gonna be named "Pick One." Yeah. <laughs> oh shit! That's a good one. Choose your own adventure. Choose your own. Adventure. Pick one and then just put Fad all the episode pod, titles. Your own adventure. Just put all the episode <laughs> titles in the description. <laughs> Upload. It three times under three different titles. I've been using the descriptor box for all our episodes for the most part, unless I like don't have anything to think of. Mm-hmm. It's just like a box for me to have fun with instead of actually describing what happens in the episode. Fair enough. <laughs> I think Fair. I just think we should upload this three times: one sand ammoed, one the texts of Matt Lafleur, <laughs> texts of Matt Lafleur, and the other one sexual activities of Jason Garrett. Shit, okay. <laughs> I don't know if it's after the day. Is it Oakland? Uh, episode 69 was yeah. just titled Nice. The description box. Yes, that was it's it. John Gruden. John Gruden. John Gruden. All right, man. Well, the Raiders have had a short a shot of division for a second, and they've blown it out three weeks in a row, man. <laughs> Good job, Oakland. I mean, Las Vegas play well enough to give Vegas fans hope for when you inevitably fail next year, man. Um, our shade of the week. <clears throat> that was my cough. Was Gardner Minshew after the game against the Raiders saying that he was happy that he ruined their uh, their final game in Oakland? He was like, "Man, I'm kind of I was like, I'm pretty stoked I got to ruin that for them." <laughs> Love Gardner. Can't wait. Can't wait for his future as the next fucking beard. Can't wait for his next future as the next New England Patriot next year. The Fitz Fitz Magic. He's gonna go to the Patriots. He's gonna be the next Fitz Magic. He's gonna just instead of the beard, you're gonna have the mustache, mm-hmm. bouncing around between fourteen teams. All right, playing decent football. Down for that. Every once in a while, he charges up, has a huge game. Right. He's like one of those players that you just like flex into your fantasy lineup one week, and you're like, oh god, he got me forty, and then you leave him there for the next week because you think he's got a great a lot of momentum, and he gets you like four. Yeah. Yeah. I really want to play him this week but i have andy dalton who's playing miami yeah and i'm like 
I don't know. Uh, Doug Peterson. C. This team has been marred by injury, but even then, Wentz doesn't look like the guy we thought he once was. He's the only one. A sidebar. Matt's the only one that thought Wentz was a great quarterback. I don't think Wentz is awful. I just think Wentz is... He had him as his fifth best quarterback that like did, two yeah. years ago. You like to bring that up. A I lot. Do, I got the receipt, but I never. He looked good his rookie season because of all those fucking dump off passes. Yeah, no, none of his passes were like above, like further than five yards mm-hmm. for the majority of the time. I don't know. I never. I don't know. All right. Back to what Matt was saying. I don't know what to think of this team. I think Doug is a great coach, but we have to see how he addresses the shortcomings of the team in this coming season. I I don't... Um, Doug Pearson's obviously... A, I, I think he's a good coach. I think he is kind of crashing from that whole pride thing that Sean McVay kind of is, too. Mm-hmm. Like he, I beat Belichick in the Super Bowl, I, and then he wrote a book about it and stuff, and they... <laughs> embrace that whole underdog mentality but now they just don't have anybody they've kind of like neglected their skill positions too much yeah like they have a good offensive line which that even hasn't been that great this year and they're supposed to have a good defensive line which that hasn't even been that good this year so like when you neglect areas of your team and then the areas of your team that you have are underperforming then it shows in your record yeah and Carson needs to stop fumbling the ball and Carson needs to I don't know just get back to what made him look like an MVP candidate so oh no you know who's next yeah yeah I do Mike Tomlin yeah has done the most with the least this year showing why he hasn't been fired before showing the greatness that the Steelers organization has been for years Save the defense with the Minka trade, and it might back them into the playoffs with a little bit of help. Like Kuyper said, though, why did he finally start coaching now and not when he had talent? Yep. A+. plus. Yep. Why did it take so long? Why did it take so long? Why did we have to get it? Why did we have to wait until our defense was elite for him to figure out how to coach again? All right, so... Why it take so long? Maybe I just had this little bit of a... Like, it like kind of snapped in my head a little bit. Mm-hmm. The distractions are gone. Like, literally, the distractions are gone. He's not worried about keeping his star wide receiver, like, happy or, like, in check. He's not worried about whether his running back is going to come back or not dealing with his contract situation. He doesn't have to worry about those things anymore. It freed him up to just let him focus on coaching. That being said, but now we're not talented. That being said, a defense roller. I don't like Tomlin at all. So what are you gonna give him? I'm gonna give him a C plus. Wow! You hate my team. Yep. It, th- I thought that was obvious. <laughs> I wasn't trying to hide that. <laughs> um. Your team, outside of Minka and maybe TJ Watt, your team isn't fun. Oh, no, my team's not fun. 
at no. all. I hate watching their games. I hate fucking watching Mason Rudolph trot out there to throw fucking two-yard passes and then get pissed when he fucking gets his head blown off because Marquise Pouncey can't fucking block. Did you know Marquise Pouncey is the 36th rated center in the league and there are 32 <laughs> teams in the NFL? Yep. Did you know he got voted into the Pro Bowl? Yeah. Yep. Why? Because fuck your fans. He stood up to Miles Garrett after Mason Rudolph called him the bad word. That fuck was you. never confirmed. It was never denied. It was denied. It was, but it was, it was never it was never proven. It was, not, <laughs> <laughs> it was not denied. You're either denied. you're either guilty or not guilty. There's no innocent. What? In the court of law, you're not proven innocent. You're proven not guilty. Uh, okay. They're not. They never say you didn't do it. All right, fair enough. Um, no, I I don't know what to give. I hate Tomlin so much, and it frustrates me so much. I don't know what to like. I I guess I'll give him like a like a B plus. I guess I don't know. I don't want to give him an A. I can't give him an A. Like I don't think I I think we we could have went like undefeated this year, and I would have been like, I'm not giving you an A. Fuck you. He stuck with fucking Rudolph for too long. Yeah. He not that Ducks any. Ducks not better. I don't give a shit what no. anybody says. They both aren't very good. No. Like, we're winning games because our defense is turning the ball over a lot, <laughs> and I don't know. I liked I like uh, I liked week one. Nick Foles gets injured. Jacksonville calls up the Steelers and be like, hey. Can we uh, get that Dobbs guy off you? And they're like, yeah. And then two minutes later, they're like, fuck. Put him in Minshew. <laughs> All right. No, the Steelers were like, fuck. Oh, yeah. The Steelers were like, oh, damn it. They gave up their second. That's because we didn't expect Ben to get hurt. Right. And we got a decent pick out of it. Always expect the unexpected. Yeah. Kyle Shanahan. A plus. New young stud. Knows his team strengths and his team and how to play them. Properly adapts over the course of the game and is successful at doing so. His only draw is he doesn't have a lot of experience as a head coach yet. We'll see if that's a detriment to come playoff time. Why am I stopping between each word? <laughs> if he can continue what he's shown this year, look out for the 49ers for the next five to ten years. All right, we've seen this is like his fourth year as a head coach. Well, yeah, he had the two years in Cleveland. He was canned. Um, their offense was good when he was in Cleveland. They, but obviously he got infected by the whole Cleveland bug. And then this year, this is only his... Is this his fourth year as the San Fran head coach? I'm pretty sure. I don't think it is. It's either his third or his fourth. It's definitely it, not his second. It might be his third. It's I think it's his third year. Um... Obviously, last it's funny because last year they were the most injured team in the NFL, um, and this year they're likely going to finish as one of the most injured teams in the NFL. But they're substantially better than they were last year as far as record goes. And you think like, oh, well, it's because one of their injuries wasn't their quarterback. Um, I still think Kyle, I love Kyle Shanahan. I think he is like Sean McVay, but not stubborn. Where he understands 
offense and understands how to attack his opponents. Um, the problem is the injury thing at some point needs to start getting addressed. Like, why can't your players stay healthy? And that could potentially come back and reflect on him, I think, a little bit. Um, but everything else, I think he checks, like, almost every other box. I don't I think. Uh, this is... I gave him a good... A decent record this year mm-hmm. because of their schedule. And the past couple years, like, I know, I understand, like, you had injuries and mm-hmm. questions at quarterback and all of that. But, like, your offense didn't look that good the past couple years. I mean, like, you hung, with, obviously hung 43 on the Saints. Mm-hmm. But, like, even then, our defense have been questionable at some points this year. Do you like, want to know what I think the 49ers are? The 49ers can be any team they need to be, but they can't switch in but like during a game does that make sense yeah like they're either going to come into a game and just hang 35 on you and the offense is going to hit on all cylinders or they're going to come out and smother you and try to play defense and try to run the ball but they can't switch back and forth so like once you get them in a situation where whatever they were trying to do that game it's not working Kyle tries to, like, switch it up, but I just don't think... First of all, I don't think Jimmy is good enough yet at that point. At this point, his Jimmy's not good enough to be able to, like, consistently carry you. No, not at all. And I think Kyle kind of knows that. So Kyle tries to defer some games to just, like, run the ball, play defense. Whereas sometimes he kind of... Maybe he's comfortable with what the defense is doing to let Jimmy go out there and throw the ball a whole bunch. I think Kyle's kind of in that situation, not exactly like Matt Nagy, because I think Jimmy's better than Trubisky, but I think Kyle is kind of in a situation where he kind of realizes that Jimmy's way too inexperienced to really want to have him go out there and and sling it and try to win games that way, consistently at least. I don't know. You don't like Kyle Shanahan? No. <laughs> he named his fucking kid after Lil Wayne. Yeah. I don't fucking like him. <laughs> Shout out to an over two hour long episode. Still going. We got four more. We got four more coaches. And plus the last one's an interim, so we're not going to grade him. Right. We got Pete Carroll. He got an A. Seahawks are a great every year. Pete is a good coach, and Russell Wilson is a top three quarterback in the league every year. Not much else to say. Can I interject? Yes, Kuiper. It's Russell Wilson. It's not Pete Carroll. You don't like Pete Carroll? No. Pete Carroll's a defensive coach, right? You know what their defense is ranked this year? Uh, he's a he's a player's coach. 27th. Yeah. Do you think that's he's still his? He's a roo-roo-rah-rah coach. Is that still his yeah. role? I th- yes. Don't they have a coordinator that they use now? Yeah, but his background is he's supposed to be this like defensive guy. That's his background. And that's what he's known for. Like, I'm not saying Pete Carroll's a bad coach. I'm just saying, like, this team is, like, 75% Russell Wilson, 25% Pete Carroll. He's that's all I'm saying. Doing a fine enough job with this. You know, he is. I'm fine yeah. with that. He's He gets an A for the 25% that he controls. Right. Yeah. 
Like, Fair enough to me. <laughs> yeah. That's fine. That's good enough. I just wanted to. Russell Wilson is that team. Literally gets his Russell Wilson gets his teammates to believe that like he got his football powers from God. So yeah. <laughs> Russell Wilson. My brother put it really well. Russell Wilson is the most uninteresting good player in the NFL. Like, did you listen to that mic'd up when he was on Monday night? Yeah. Like, we we got mad because someone said, oh, that's cringy. No, it's not cringy. It's just boring. Like, it's just, that's what, like, leadership is. It's just, like, you talk your guys up. You congratulate them after every single play. You talk during the huddle, and you try to get everybody fired up. It's not cringy. That's what leadership is. But it's boring. He's not, like, he doesn't give you a lot. To talk about, That's, I don't think he has to. That uh, that that title that your brother gave him, I would give to Pat Mahomes. Oh, I like ketchup. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good job. Oh, look at me throw this thing at the light switch. <laughs> good job. Why does he sound like? Uh, why are you making him sound like Yogi Bear? Kermit the Frog. Oh, that's Kermit the Frog. I don't. Know. I, I wasn't really doing the Kermit does, voice. He, yeah, the Kermit. But I was just. I was just kind of giving him a like a, bone like a a boring voice. Ooh he. Like somebody that you would hate to have a conversation with just because you hate the sound of their voice and the, yeah. the way that they speak. Ooh he there, Miss Piggy. Oh he there, Mister Reed, Coach Reed. <laughs> you want me to throw a ball seventy yards? Yeah, that'd be that'd be great. <laughs> That's Andy Reid <laughs> talking through the flubber, talking talking through the mustache. The blubber. Bruce Arians B. I don't I know. agree. I Bruce don't, has done a good job. I don't know what to think about the Bucks. Most passing yards, most interceptions. Bruce certainly improved James's game, but needs to do a little more. I want to see them further down the line next year. Defense has been great at times, but once teams adapted to them, they haven't looked great. But this is this team has intrigued me. That's pretty much spot on. Yeah, I agree with it. Um, he got he got Jameis to like throw touchdowns along with his picks, and so like, it's yeah, working out. It's a little not better. just interceptions now; it's interceptions and yeah. touchdowns. I uh, I'm gonna attribute to the fact that Bruce Arians can't adjust game plans maybe no. game to the fact that his brother told him that drinking paint would make him a better football player when he was like five years old <laughs> which is a true story what the fuck <laughs> he had to go to the hospital to get his stomach pucked because it was fucking lead paint man that's fucked up it's amazing that he became a head coach in the NFL. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, when you're that passionate about football that you're going to drink paint, yeah. I guess I can understand why you became a head coach in the NFL. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. You're willing to do whatever it takes, dude. <laughs> Bruce Arians, the fucking house of cards. Fucking, that's what that whatever it takes made me think of. Like, mm-hmm. he's going to do whatever it takes. Yeah. Like, he's fucking framing journalists and killing journalists that yep. get to the head. Mike Vrabel, A. I was ready to write off Rabel as another Belichick cast aside until he made the true OG decision to cast aside Mariota. What a good play. Oh, and he finally learned, leaned into Derrick Henry the way he needed to, and now the team has looked good as hell this year with extreme flashes of brilliance. They might not win the division, but they should make playoffs, and they aren't a team anyone wants to see. I just want, to, I just want everyone to remember about... The, this Tennessee Titans win streak or this winning section of their season that was ended 
a lot of people forget that Melvin Gordon fumbled on the literal half yard line going into the end zone to beat the Titans. After tweeting earlier in the year when he wasn't playing, he got to learn how to take the, keep yeah, take the ball. Yeah, take care of the football. So, like, the Titans had a, a gift-wrapped win this year where they – he literally fumbled on the half-yard line. Right. So, I agree, though, Vrabel – I've always thought Vrabel was a good coach. I just thought that he was handcuffed with Marcus Mariota. Right. And he's out of here. Yeah. I still don't think Ryan Tannehill's – I'm not buying Ryan Tannehill. I'm not either. Marcus Murray out of here. Woo! <laughs> It'll be all right. That's for the Titans. He did a pretty good job. That yeah. Agonet is good. Yeah. He is okay for Vrabel. Ryan Tannehill is doing a good enough job for the talent they have on the team. And A.J. Brown's the best receiver that came out of Ole Miss last year. Yup. Yeah. So, fuck all of you that liked D.K. Metcalf. D.K. isn't far behind him, though. I mean... Remember what I AJ said about Brown him? Can run a comeback. Remember what I said about DK Metcalf going into the year? Hmm. There was any quarterback who could give that man a ball a bunch of times. That man, Russell, Russell Wilson. Wilson. Yeah, because they, they he went a, to the perfect spot. They're a chunk yardage passing. Offense. Right. So they just they run right, the ball way right, more DK, than they should. Run straight because you're really fast and use your big frame to catch this football. Yeah. Okay, and you just okay. Then that makes him a track athlete in pads. Yeah. Okay, then. I'd still rather have A.J. Brown. Oh, yeah, me too. But, like, he's not a bust. I don't think he's a bust. I thought he was going to be a bust. Yeah, you did. You said he was going to be terrible. You literally said he was going to be terrible. I I said I thought he was terrible. Like, he's not what I would want in a receiver. Because all he can do is run fast in a straight line. Well, that's what Russell Wilson wants. Well, then that's what Russell Wilson gets. That's exactly what he got. If you want to put it in, in layman's terms, I use layman's terms like fantasy. He gets like, he, DK is good for 8 to 12 fantasy points a game. That's all he's good for. He's good for like one big catch, maybe a couple big catches. That's it. Yep. And yep. one good game against Tampa. He's everyone good has flex. good games against Tampa. And then finally Washington, and we're not talking about Bill yeah. Callahan. Because no. Bill Callahan... <laughs> Has been around since the dinosaurs, and Washington stinks. And Dan Snyder's an ass. All right, goodbye. People follow us on Patreon at FadPod, and then give us money, and then follow us on Twitter, where I don't tweet, but people say I'm good at it. Goodbye. Justin's got to go over and uh, hit the switch now, so I'm going to give you the play-by-play for that. So Justin's going to stand up, and Justin's going to fix his pants. He's gonna give a nice little stretch, and uh, he's gonna he's gonna walk on over. He's gonna move the mic out of the way because the mic is clearly in the way, and uh, go over to move his uh, Titan chair. He's got to move the PlayStation controller out of the way because it's blocking the microphone or blocking the mouse. And now the mouse is scrolling on over to the stop record button, and now he's gonna hit it. You can hit it now. Don't you hold a quarter up? What are you holding a quarter up for? He threw a quarter at me. Now he's going to end recording.